And welcome to episode 110 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wibblet. Just a little bit. Say hello. Uh, hello. And I'm also joined by drummer Matt Piscow. Say hello. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> I don't like my new name. But everyone loves Piscow. Okay, hi then. <laughs> this... How are you lovely gentlemen doing? <laughs> this is that peer press I've heard about. Yeah. You do realise that by the time this is, this comes out, like people will have probably forgotten about piss cow. Oh, it's actually a thing. Yeah, it's it's Minecraft. Like you know how they have mushrooms, mm-hmm. where they have the cows that are red that have mushrooms on yeah. them. There's a new one called Moo Blooms that are just piss yellow, and they have <laughs> yellow flowers on them, oh. and bees follow them around. And I love piss cow. And just before we were due to be on uh, Warp Time Radio, that was the trending thing. So we all had Piss Cow on the mind all the way through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I promised them that I'd uh, sneak that in, in the misanthropod, which I did brilliantly. Mm. Yeah, very actually. subtle, very subtle. Thank you. Subtlety is one of my multiple mini names. Mini names. Yep. Oh, I like mini names. Yeah. It's like it, it, they're like baby names, but not for babies because they get enough already. Honestly, <laughs> they get I'm everything. okay, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, Matt, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I suppose I should ask Snipe as well. I mean, you really wanna? <laughs> Contractually, you are obligated. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if I want to answer now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I'm very tired, though, because I haven't had much sleep. And then, because it's a Sunday, like, peek behind the curtain, I went out at, like, 3, and because England is weird, everything shuts at 4pm. So I was like, I'm going to have a coffee, and I'm going to go get pencils. And everything was shut, and I was like, guess I'm fucking going home then. I guess I'm doing none of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. It It was fine. But, yeah. Drummer Butt, yes. The drummer bum Matthew, yes. What have you been up to, dearest? Been playing some games. Okay, what some games? fucking video games. Well, yeah, I've been playing a few, but only only for very short amounts of time. So I started playing a game called St- Stellaris. 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 Mm. That's how I probably would have gone, but I don't know why I went weird the first time. <laughs> I mean. It's okay. I don't know. Um, I kind of like the idea of just everyone mispronouncing everything they talk about, like, just slightly. You know how I do that as a joke? <laughs> and then you sit there and, like, you get... You, you don't really ever get angry at me. You just kind of get incredibly frustrated with, with, with how I'm, like... I will make up a word or pronounce a word so fucking weirdly that you won't know what I'm talking about. And then you'll be like, I don't know what you mean. And then I'll just say it louder. Yeah, the thing is, there's a difference between merely pronouncing something wrong, but it's obviously all the same letters, and, like, when you'll say... <laughs> Free Shavokadu. Like, you... No, no, you'll do things like... You'll you'll ask me, like, oh, do you want some chocolate milk? But you'll go, oh, do you want some chobby mole? <laughs> <laughs> chobby milk. No, there wouldn't be a K there, because that would make it too comprehensible. No, because yeah. I was like, hey, do you want, do you want a glass of chob mole? 
Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of shit you'll say. And, and you're then, like, uh, what? And I'm like, chob mold, won't take glass. And then I have to say, please, you, you have to use the words so I know what you're talking about. And then I'll be like, chob mold. Yes. Drink chob mold now? Well, I mean, now Eventually. I want chob mold. No, you want chob mold. Yeah. Like, I usually figure it out in the end due to, like, you, like, miming it, but I feel it would have been simpler just to use the real words to begin with. I'm kind of puzzling how I would mime the term chocolate milk. Like, I have... Okay, I get the milk part, but how... Like, does chocolate have, like, a, a, a gesticulative association? I mean, you try... A gesticulation and... association? Well, the thing is, I'd sit down at, like, by this point, I've gone through every item in the flat that could possibly begin with a C and an M, <laughs> and like, then eventually like... narrowed it down enough to be able to, like, get from vague gesture. Like, okay, two syllables. Chocolate. <laughs> or is it chocolate? Chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. Fucking okay. Matt, what have you been up to? <laughs> so Please, I started playing talk about Solaris. I started playing Solaris and I was like, wait, okay. First of all, you know, it's made by Paradox, who make City Skylines, so I was like, well, that's that's a good sign, that's a solid game. Also mm. it's like, you know, it's in space, space is cool. It's a big strategy game, gotta love me some of that. But mm. is it like man, a Forex thing or? it is dense. It's a I don't you it's a strategy empire building you start off in the solar system, if you start as humans, I think you can start as other people, and you just sort of slowly expand, kind of, you know, I don't know how much, I didn't get in, into it enough to do battles, so I don't know whether it's exclusively, you know, command and conquer style battles, or whether, it, I, I get the feeling it's more sort of civilization style, you can use diplomacy or other things, but man, it is, you get on the screen, there's about 18 different resources you've got to manage, and it's very information dense. And I was like, okay, well, I'll follow the tutorial. And these things never make sense until you've played them for an hour or two or whatever. Fine. And presumably oh, yeah. some of the stuff's later game stuff. There'll be, you know, I'll just have to make some basic troops or exploring people or whatever and just start. And it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't try and comprehend the entire game before you get to that point. <laughs> but the, first, the tutorial was like, okay, well, this is this. This is this. Cool, cool, cool. Right. First thing to do, go and explore this next area. I was like, cool. Okay. How do I do that? And I spent about 20 minutes trying to work out what the tutorial was asking me to do before I just ended up giving up and I haven't played it since. So so you just gave up and had a nice cool glass of chob mole. I did, and, I did. Yeah. It, it it should be a game that I would love and I'm sure if I ever get have more time and get back and try and do it again. But I don't know if I was missing something really obvious. But I could just not find out what the tutorial was trying to tell me. And you I was like, if happen. I'm this stuck on the tutorial, I've got no <laughs> chance. But you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to email in and oh, yeah. be like, oh yeah, I really like Stellaris. I like this one button that you press that makes the game playable or whatever. <laughs> like, And they're just going to offhandedly mention it and you're going to be like, fuck. Either okay. that or like, it might not even be like, I'm I'm fully accepting of I was just being a complete idiot. But there's just, it's very busy and there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And I just couldn't get over that initial hump. And I feel like it's exactly the sort of game that I would love if I could. Mm. Games like that that have like um, a kind of deep deep systems in them, they can they do have that problem that what makes them like super addictive to people that get into them makes them impenetrable. Oh yeah, to people that are not already like 
willing to commit the time to mm. learning their yeah. system and um, that's and that's entirely valid like it's a similar comparison to music like some albums you listen to and it's like oh yeah this is a great album and then you get bored of it after the third listen some you're like mm. oh this is i'm not sure about this and then you listen to it over and over again and eventually it becomes one of your favorite albums because there's so much like complexity to it mm. and i'm not saying that all the music i like is complex so i'm not trying to be like fancy but like sometimes that's what you need so you know, I'm sure this game, if you get into it, it could be excellent. But I played for 38 minutes, according to Steam. I've just looked now, and I just couldn't get through the, like, basically the first bit of the tutorial. Dude, <laughs> so, dude, I totally understand yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like, the first time I played Metal Gear Solid, I was, like, nine or, like, eight or nine years old. I was a little baboo snipe. And I couldn't figure figure out how to get out of the um, the first area, and then I got really mad at it, and I put it down. I didn't pick it up again until I was like thirteen, and it's like one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> I had a similar thing with that with Final Fantasy VII, and that's literally oh, yeah. my favorite game of all time. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Because I'd never really played like an RPG before, mm. and I was like, oh, "Why is this so?" <laughs> I had the PC demo for that, which was just a Maker Reactor. Wasn't it, like, Nibbleheim or something? No, it was, like, you know the one that's, like, you go up, like, this, it's, like, a, um, it's, like, a a scraggly kind of hill, and there's, like, a guy sitting there, like, and you talk to him, he's, like, oh, yeah, there's the old maker reactor over the hill, and then you kind of go over, it's, it's a specific one, but I don't think it's Nibbleheim. Yeah, I know, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, 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 like, I just remember the start of it was just, like, it just had the like the really dodgy PlayStation sound effects mm. of wind mm. and then like it had the do 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 like kind of like that really cool kind of spooky mm. industrial kind of thing. It even has some of those notes. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> that was actually remarkably in tune, you absolute <laughs> Yeah, it was, but it just wasn't using the right notes. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It's like I'm in tune with myself and that's all that matters. <laughs> mm, yeah. But yeah, sorry, draw on that. Yeah, St- Stellaris. Yeah, I'll give it another go at some point, but I think have, I need a bit have... of cooling off time. Yeah, no, I get So you. I was like, okay, well, I'll play a different game. What else do I have installed that's a bit more familiar? So I played XCOM 2, which I haven't. Oh, yeah. I got really into the first one until I hit the point where I think a lot of people did, where it's just suddenly difficulties nicely ramping up and, you know, it's getting interesting. And then you just get to one mission that every time you do it, everyone dies for no reason. Yep. They're like, oh, yeah, you've got to get to the other side of the map in four turns. That's and you're like, slaking. oh. That's like exactly why I stopped playing Dungeon yeah. Dungeon because it was like, wow, this is really not fun. Mm. Great, thanks. So I really enjoyed it up until that point, which I think was relatively late on. I can't remember exactly, but I played, a, I put a fair bit of time into it. But I just never picked up XCOM Two for whatever reason. Oh, I picked it up. I bought it at sale at some point, but mm. I just never got around to installing it. So I've started playing that, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's XCOM. It's great. It's just as glitchy as the first <laughs> game so far. Like you know, yeah. animations sometimes just don't happen and. Various people teleport across the screen, but that kind of doesn't matter because that's not the point. It's kind of just a fancy animated board game, and if the animations go a bit weird, whatever. So, I've everyone who plays this, I always ask the same question mm. a hit beneath 70% equals miss. True well, or false? I don't know. I've only played the first few missions, and in that, anything a hit above about 20% hits because I think they're trying to like. You know, oh, they're they're giving you a they're, false they're, sense they're, of security. They're doing, you know, the whole first one's free, then it's gonna, you know, cost you your yeah. soul, sort of thing. Um, uh, straight up, uh, the maths in the background do cheat. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm very aware. But so far, they're cheating on behalf of me, so I'm fine with that. 
it's, it's cool when the player character does it, but like the <laughs> yeah. moment the AI does it, it's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's pretty unforgiving. Like you know, you, you finish a mission and someone's been a bit injured. It's like critically injured, injured for twenty days. So I'm currently at the point where I've got three available soldiers for the next mission, and you need four. And I have no supplies to buy another one because I got too excited and researched too much stuff. So that, I'm just going to have to like... That is such a you issue. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I spent like 20 grand on research in like a day. I did too much science. Now everyone must die. So yeah, I'm like, just kind of no hanging out for someone to get a bit better so I can go and do play the actual game as opposed to all the research side <laughs> bits. But I mean, that's fine. That's my own fault. So um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean... It's not new, so I, I, I so I've also played a third game just because I'll have something more interesting to say about that because I feel like everyone's played XCOM at this point or at least watched someone play XCOM or something. I've probably watched about eight billion hours. No hyperbole, actually. I think I'm pretty probably lowballing it of long things like <laughs> yeah, long legendary XCOM two streams <laughs> where he literally finally like he balances those things on a fucking knife edge <laughs> with mods. Yeah, well, it's balanced on a knife edge anyway, so I'm impressed he's managed yeah. to get anything working. <laughs> Yeah, he, he uses a couple of uh, mods from uh, one of our mod friends, Prime B, because they are really good at that kind of stuff. Where they've, because I was talking about, um, oh god, what's his name, Bradford or something, the, the commander who talks to you. Uh, I no, basically I refused to use his name and only ever called him Daddy. <laughs> So Prime B made a mod that changes his name to Daddy. Uh, the, the one with the the video game voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even more so than everyone else in that game. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, No one has anyway. that voice in real life. That's just not how people talk. Well, I mean, that's how Daddy talks. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think... Are you talking about the guy who you never see his face? Uh, I don't know. He comes to you every occasionally and says, you've done all right, I suppose. Yeah, that's the, the guy who... who yeah, because he, he doesn't speak like... He's got a very voice actor voice. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a guy on the No Sleep podcast like that, and he's like, I went into the room. And you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> I love his voice, but it's just like, can you imagine like, hi, I'm looking for toilet paper. <laughs> I have trapdoor diarrhea. And it's just like, sir, <laughs> don't you open that trapdoor. <laughs> Uh, apologies for the sound effect, everyone listening. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm just glad I don't have my hearing aids in, so I couldn't hear it properly. I don't know. I, I think the so one of us imitating fecal matter slamming into the bowl of a toilet no, is no, probably that, that raising the. the uh, no, that was the that's, poopy cellar. That's that's very underneath hot. the di- trap door. It's, it's making us more highbrow. At the point <laughs> I mean, probably, <laughs> yeah, fair. Anyway, hey, last game I've played, which I might have a bit more interesting to say, because you might not have actually played it, <laughs> unlike the, for the XCOM. Um, I've been playing The Flame in the Flood. Oh, I have not. I don't think I've even heard of that. No, neither had I until it was on sale on Switch. Ah. And I bought you it because it looked... Bloody I haven't played the Switch. It's been in my drawer at work because I had like not much work on. So I took it to work and I was playing it at work for a while. And then actually recently I've had things to do, which is, you know, the worst. <laughs> so it's sat in my <laughs> know, drawer at work like... and I've not played it for like the last month or two. I, 
that that <laughs> fucking boggles my mind, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, the, like, because I work from home anyway. It's kind of like, oh yeah, let me just tab out and look at like I don't know pornography for twenty minutes or something. You know, that's just <laughs> something I can do during my work day. <laughs> so like hearing other people having to go, oh yeah, I took my switch to work, and I'm like, that feels weird. <laughs> Part of my job is literally watching paint dry. That yeah, is pretty Gotta awesome. do something. Anyway, um, the flame in the flood. Well, just watch pornography like every other normal person. <laughs> apart from people who don't like pornography, which is also completely normal. Yeah. Um, flame in the flood is a game. Um, you start off, and first thing that happens in the game is that a dog comes to you. So <gasps> can you can you can you pet the downside the of the game? I was going to get to this later because this is my big obvious criticism is that you can't okay. pet the dog because okay then like literally yeah. re- refund it. That's I garbage. I know. I know. I was very tempted, but the game is good enough to get me through that. Mm. Oh, oh, also, so. I have to very tangentially mention uh, the humble bundle. They did a sale lately called uh can you pet the dog <laughs> excellent and it's like nice. oh you can pet the dog so they there was like all these games where there are dogs in it that you can pet and i'm like this is the kind of content i am here for that is yes excellent but yeah you can't pet the dog you can't pet the dog no. um you start off on a dog you're basically you're you're somewhere in, in the states i don't know in like a mountainous bit and there's been some sort of apocalypse and everything's flooded so there's like a few islands and you're on a raft and you're basically going down this what is now a river hopping by islands and it's when you start describing it it sounds very generic it's like a you know survival crafting keyword buzzword hashtag kind of game you say that <laughs> like, to someone who's dumped like maybe four five hundred hours into the long dark yeah but it's that so sort of I get thing it. <laughs> but it's very pretty and it's got quite yeah it's so far but i played it first and i assumed it just from the art because it looks it's beautiful and I assumed it was one of those sort of storytelling, not walking simulator game, but like one that's like a, you know, it's got a linear story and you're finding out things as you go. So I started off on this and then, spoilers, it's not that. I got in like four days, it's got like a little distance travelled down the river you go in a number of days. And it got to like the third day and I just died because I just got mauled by a boar. And I was just like... It can happen. What? And I was like genuinely quite sad because I was like, oh... My character died. And then it dawned on me that it's like a roguelike type thing and you're meant to just Mm -hmm. like, it's a bit random. I don't know how procedural the river and the things are. It might be the same places with different things spawning there each time. I'm not sure. But it's one of those where you're meant to keep playing it and get better and it's a little bit of a look of what you find and that sort of thing. I was like, oh, we're trying to see how far we get when we die rather than we're trying to get to the end of this nice story and find out what happens sort of thing. And I assume there is the end of a story. But oh my goodness, sorry, I've just looked up some screenshots and that is fucking It's beautiful, gorgeous. right? It's like, it How looks like a is. sunset. It's Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, it's not always something because, you know, day-night cycles, but it's just, I don't know, it's just nice and warm and your character's quite nice and you've got a dog and you can make your dog carry stuff for you in its little pockets. and <laughs> when you, on, the, on the game over screen, you've got like, it's like a, almost, it's quite appropriate for, for Halloween month or whatever. It's got like, the dog comes it's like a skeleton and the dog's coming from like i think the dog comes from your previous character who's now a skeleton to come and greet your new character but it's quite just got like an adorable dog that sat by this adorable skeleton i was like <laughs> it's the first time you play i'm like what on earth is happening but i'm like oh i guess that's the that's my previous character i suppose um i don't know but yeah right. it's a fun game i didn't realize it was a roguelike type game until finishing the first run <laughs> influenced how I was playing it because I was like trying to be quite careful and hoard things a bit and not use them because I was like this might be important later like in you know long dark type thing which I know is sort mm. of you trying to survive but you are trying to 
last quite it's a long a time. It's a similar thing, but yeah. Whereas this, I think it's no, you get items and you use them while you can to make mm. to get yourself in the best. And you know, you've got hunger and thirst, and you can pick up water, but it's polluted, so you have to filter it and make traps. And it's, crafting is quite big, but not in a no- in an annoying way somehow. Mm. I don't know, it's very good. I've done a few runs and I've got a bit further down the river each time and you can upgrade your raft so you can actually steer the fucker because the raft, <laughs> you're just trying to steer it with like a stick and it just doesn't handle. And every time you act, you crash into something, you lose some raft health. And I, last time I died because I just kept getting wedged onto islands because you can't steer it, but you can upgrade it. And yeah, it's it's a satisfying little game. I think it's relatively old, probably. Oh, and the soundtrack is beautiful. It's, made, it's done by um, Chuck Reagan, a folk punk slightly country american musician i am listening um so it's or it's a like and he i know of him because he toured with frank turner back in ah. 2010 i think was the tour that he supported oh uh, yeah just, like just a couple of years just, ago just yeah just a few years ago wait hang on yeah <laughs> so, I, 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 so i knew of him then but so and he did the soundtrack to it and it's like a really beautiful like guitar i think there's a little bit of like slide guitar and oh, it's yes. yeah it's a satisfying soundtrack mm. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Oh, I will say, um, if you want really beautiful soundtracks, uh, I don't know about the game Bastion, uh, but the soundtrack yes. is beautiful. I, I downloaded that on, on a tablet years and years ago. Mm. I Like I say, I, I don't think it's the kind of game that I'd enjoy, but I love the soundtrack so mm. much. Yeah, I couldn't get into it, but I think it was because I was playing on a tablet, and like unless you're playing like Candy Crush, games on tablets aren't the best, really. I don't know. You just, it's hard to get immersed I think if you're playing like a quick, you know, two minute game or five minute game, fine, or like you do on your phone. Apart from Pokemon, obviously that's not a five minute <laughs> oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like basically phone games, fine, I'm not going to have anything against them, but they're more suited for, you know, quick bursts. It's, Whereas it's, I think Bastion it's is better if you you're get... on the bus. Yeah, and I think well. Bastion you have to get into it. I just couldn't quite get into it on a tablet. And then I was okay. like, oh, I don't want to buy it on PC because I already own it somewhere. <laughs> but I think it's on an Android tablet, which I don't, haven't owned for years. So I don't physically own it, but I've already paid for it. So I don't want to get it again. <laughs> there is a license to the game that exists, <laughs> yeah, even if exactly. it is purely metaphysical at this which point. Not how I, things work like nowadays, but it's how theory, things... Theory, theoretical game ownership. Oh, yeah. See, if I say it slower, it makes you sound smarter. Bethesda would not make not. any money if you couldn't resell the game on every single platform. I was informed yesterday that they they literally sell, completely stone-faced, they sell Skyrim VR candles. Wait, what? They sell, you know how, like, you get those shitty fucking things in game that, like, there's that certain type of, like, college boy who will think Mortal Kombat candles make him look cultured? The Mortal Kombat the candles in The ones that smell like literal hot piss urinals. They did smell like a urinal that someone has pissed on. Yeah, like, was... like, or a urinal cake that someone has just been pissing on for like a year. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was... Sh- it smelled very shockingly very visual badly. image you're painting there. All of, all of... There was like four or five candles and they all smelled like some variant of really not good piss. Okay. I mean, and there's no such thing as good piss. Skyrim VR. No, no, no. Like... You know that kind of thing where they sell candles related to video games? Yeah. Yeah, they they sell, because they've released Skyrim VR, which is yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. quite good. Yeah, I'm um, sure it probably is. 
But, like, yeah, they sold candles as a tie-in for it. Not just Skyrim, like, specifically Skyrim VR. Well, it, it, apparently the point was to get you um, engaged with it by giving you... Like, a, the sense. It's a, like, scent hey, of, do you, you want to go into this town? Light this candle marked Unwash Arses, and then, like, you could just smell all the feculence. It's fantastic. And I'm like, no. I don't want to smell a medieval town, thank you. That's the thing. It's like, have you ever been to like a really well used like farm? That's what a medieval town would mm. smell like on a really good day. I imagine yeah. the candles probably just sm- try and smell like the outdoors. Mm. Well, then I'm just gonna go buy a bunch of actual le- like if I I can spend that amount on like a glade candle or something and have a really nice scent that I like, like blueberries or cranberry and cinnamon or some I'll shit. Open the yeah. window. Or you, it smells you like do. outside, it's fine. Okay, yeah, but we live in a city, so it's just going to uh. smell like the Skyrim candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Did you ever go in the caves underneath Nottingham? Are we talking this about is... Dicko's old flat? <laughs> no, 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 the actual, like, the act- the actual caves. I have no, not actually. You, can get, you think... can get into them under like one of the shopping centres. One of the shops is just a hole in the ground where you fall into the caves. It's... I mean, in this economy, I think a lot more than one of them are right <laughs> yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Anyway, my point to this, in how it's vaguely related to what we were talking about, is that they had like a um, medieval thing set up down there and they had like a tanner. And tanners tan leather with piss. Mm. And yep. it was very visceral when you went down there. <laughs> it didn't I just smell mean... like it. It was very pissable. Pissable, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea, like, oh yeah, let's all go down to the Nottingham Piss Cave. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean to be fair, I didn't much different than Nottingham. But, um, <laughs> well, no, I Nottingham mean, the thing is, you get... I, I like Nottingham, but like every big city has a problem with it just having piss caves, apparently. <laughs> Where do they get the piss? <laughs> Do I mean, they... it is something that does kind of just manifest where people are, so yeah, it's, but it's not no, really a mystery. No, 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 no. I mean, kind of like, d- like it's like, oh, it's uh, Gerald. You're right, mate. Where's your daily donation? <laughs> and he's just like, here's here's the three liter fucking jug of my piss. Or do they go and just stand under cows in like in the middle of the night and go? Basically, it's like it's like siphoning fuel, but it's stealing cow piss. I feel like this is being made way <laughs> more nefarious than it necessarily needs to be. No, no, like, I'm just thinking about this like logically. I, um, do you have yeah. to put a hose over the cow? Uh, don't... You have to put a sheepy on a cow, but it has to be like a big one. So if you get like one of those bucket, like you know those mop buckets the janitors have, where it's got the squeezy kind of like could you uh, just put like a bucket plastic... underneath them? You don't, yeah. <laughs> Do you have to bother with the siphoning in the sheepy? It has to be a whole thing, apparently. It has to be. It's actually, like, um, if you'd knew anything about tannery, then you'd probably know that this is actually a really spiritual thing. But okay, you uncultured swine. <laughs> and there's, like, because, I mean, like, there's the whole expression of piss like a racehorse. So do you think racehorse piss would cost more? Like almost if I like, look it up well, now, less, presumably, because like, there's more volume of it if you piss like yeah, a racehorse. Yeah, but it's from a fancy horse, and like a fancy, expensive horse is going to have like a really good diet, so they'll probably be drinking mm. like fucking Evian or some shit, like <laughs> yeah. bottled mineral water. And that, so, you know, you tan stuff with that. that I mean, race, racehorse sperm is ridiculously expensive, so well, maybe, maybe they're pissed. Okay. Is... Okay, but you you can't use racehorse. You can't use sperm to tan things because oh, no, it's, wouldn't, the it's am, like the ammonia in it that doesn't. Ha- Unless do you like, not have ammonia um, in your sperm? I mean, not today. <laughs> no, but now I'm feeling kind of like you know I'm feeling a little bit self conscious. So anyway, okay. Um, that, uh, oh, by the okay. way, um, the uh, 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 at least originally. Um, 
well, for a while, it was the uh, piss of poor people. Uh, they would sell their piss, and that's where the term piss poor comes from. You see, I can sell <sighs> my pee, but I choose not to, because Craigslist is a scary place. Uh, but and I know it's not going to be used for and tanning. We don't, and we don't really have Craigslist here anyway. Mm. No, I mean, that, the thing is, like, <laughs> oh, like pro-gamer-girl, um, like, 100% British, don't tell, um, like, like pee for your leather. There was actually a thing. I, unfortunately, uh, that quick Google search meant that I have already learned more about piss and leather than I want to know. So I did see a thing where there was like, oh, yes, this special type of leather where they only used the piss of young girls. And I'm like, that is <laughs> fucked up on like levels I wasn't aware of. That is, that's like people drinking Cleopatra's bath milk just so they could stay young or fucking whatever. It is so fucked. Like, yes, it's like, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let's just say I want, I have a very, I have a nice, a nice leather jacket. But it's not, it's not tanned. So I don't know how, why I've turned it into a jacket first. It seems a bit, like, you know, out of order. But you know what, that's not, that's not what matters Let's not right dwell now. on it. I could just, like, I could just go, oh yeah, um, I'll sell you this fine leather jacket that I have gone and bought supermodel piss to tan and that apparently makes it better i've definitely met some people on twitter who'd be been, like down for yeah that. but not like not like oh yeah that obviously makes the leather better it's like no it's just pee pee well i mean you know when you're sitting there and you're like also the next time someone's like oh do you like my new shoes they're 100 genuine leather i'll be like all right you piss fetishist and I'll just I'll just drive that narrative home. You're just like, okay, where'd you get the piss from? It's like, okay, but like, do you have a piss <laughs> wholesaler? I could like, like, is it like a Costco kind of thing where you need a car to get in? This whole segment is a mess. Yeah, yeah well, not um, so is Nottingham for having a piss cave. It might not have piss in it all the time. I mean, let's be honest, it probably will. Yeah. It, it's some, we know um, at a certain point it was a piss cave. Yeah, so. at some point, yeah. Um, so there's the games I've played. Quick update on TV. Um, we've watched more of Sense8, and mm-hmm. I, we haven't finished it yet, so I won't. I don't know how it ends, but we're up to episode 10 or 11 out of the 12, and I can update that it has completely embraced its like campiness and its slight cheesiness, yes. which is just making it so much better. Because like, to start with, it's like, this is great and fun and a bit campy and a bit cheesy and a bit naff but entertaining whereas, but it was sort of trying to hide it or trying to be a bit cool whereas now it's just fully embraced all the naffness and it's great <laughs> beautiful I don't know if it's meant to have done but it seems like it has <laughs> and I say that within, without a meaning of like insulting it like it's great it's great good it's, it's good fun all things that embrace like the silly the inherent silliness of themselves are often like some of the most endearing bits of me yeah yeah I oh, no, I'm really enjoying it um, started watching a new Netflix animated series because there's not enough of those around at the moment. Mm. Um, close enough. Have you watched I've that one? I've seen that advertised and there's like a snail with a moustache or something. Uh, I haven't encountered the snail with a moustache. That's like in the preview image. Uh, okay. It's just about a couple who've got a daughter and they've moved in with a couple of mates um, to try and save money because, you know, life is expensive. Um, but it's kind of just about them. But it's... It's fine. It's it's quite entertaining. It's, it's entertaining enough that I'm not going to stop watching it. Um, it's very Netflix animated series, isn't it? So yeah. it's a bit shouty and a bit random. But it just about stays on the line of like entertaining and not annoying. So 
It's got um, uh, J- uh, what's the actor's name? He plays um, Pimento in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, Jason. Um, fuck. Yeah, it's got him playing Jason Fogg. Yeah. Jason Fogg. I mean, yeah, he's playing the. And that's not his actor's name, but the ca- all characters that he play are named Jason Fook, I think. I don't okay. Know. Yeah. I don't that's, know. Okay. He's playing himself, from what I can see, because he's playing the same. I love him, and he's great, but he does... He is terrific. He's very typecast. Or he can't act. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm going to hope the <laughs> well, former. I don't know. The thing but... is, it's like, it's like Jack Nicholson is probably not a fantastic actor but he's so charismatic and he he enjoys acting so it's like you know he's very enjoyable same with arnie not a good actor yeah i mean i think i think in jack nicholson's case it's just that he keeps getting cast as characters who are basically jack nicholson yeah but jack nicholson is like a fantastic archetype yeah whereas what, with, with arnie it is just yeah no he, he just wasn't a very good actor i saw so. him try and do an australian accent the other day. oh wow oh yeah he was like he, he was like oh yes this is a very good knife uh, but you you call that a knife, and I was like, "What?" Wow. <laughs> By the way, uh, congratulations at trying to do Australian on top of an Austrian accent. Thank you. That's that must be quite difficult. It's horrible. <laughs> do, or doing an accent you can do badly is tricky. <laughs> but yeah. I well, it wasn't to... a good Austrian accent, but then, you know. I mean, Arnie doesn't have a good Austrian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his accent is. All of them, I think. Yeah, he's from lots of different places. I mean, yeah, he, he has, you know, when you've... Uh, well, I, imagine I mean, he's when you've... from Austria and he moved to the US when he was like 22 or 3, I mm. think, and... And you know, had to learn that, like, learned English that way, and you know, so. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I I still love his fucking voice. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Oh, mm. uh, you know what's so cute? I love. I follow him on like um on Twitter and Instagram, and he is like such a cute old granddad. <laughs> Did I, you see like, that he, he bought he bought a pipe off someone? Yeah, that was like that they made <laughs> some, of his yeah, head. Yeah, someone made a made a pipe carved as Arnie's face or whole head. Yeah, wasn't it like it was like the Terminator Two thing where he's got the uh, the like the eye visible or something, and he's just like like and like because the guy posted it on Reddit like oh I made this thing because Arnie's an active Reddit user. <laughs> yeah, and he and just he comes and goes that is that is very nice. So I want to. He's buy like one. I need that. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. and he was like right. how much you want for it? And he was like oh oh sir I don't I don't want anything. I'll just send it to you. And he was like okay I'll send you like a care package of like you know I'll sign a couple of his face and basically send you some stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like that's awesome. This was it. just an exchange of items that represent Arnold Schwarzenegger's face and <laughs> yeah. one of the people involved was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It is a bizarre transaction, however <laughs> you look at it. Honest, yes, but I'm also so fucking jealous because I love Arnie. And I'll like, draw a bad picture of Arnie on the back of a post-it note and be like, Arnie, do you want it? <laughs> and he'll be like, no. Can I smoke it? <laughs> Can I smoke it? Well, that was yeah, a question was... for the pipe, presumably. Um, yeah, but he's not like he didn't like grind up the pipe and smoke it. He used it as a smoking a piece it of is smoking a pow- paraphernalia. That would be a power move, though, to to like, like smoke your own head. To smoke your own pipe that's your own head. <laughs> you know, I, mean, what? I don't know what yeah. you achieve, but yeah, fine. 
Well, I mean, I don't think it'd be very good for you. Can you imagine, like, Arnie being rushed into, like, A&E? It's like, oh no, what happened? He smoked a ground-up version of his own head. And they're like, I don't think there's... I don't think there's any medical precedent for that. And it'll be called Schwarzenegger Syndrome. <laughs> Whatever happens to you after that, like... Oh, you you come, you, you live, so, you know, like, there's, there's, there's quite a, uh, there's quite a high rate of being back. No. Alright, so Close Enough is fine. If you want a very Netflix animated <laughs> series, it's another one to, you know, content. I will say it's very rare for drama match to just go anyway after I've said something terrible. So. Yeah, that's usually my job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's me done. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what I've done and also a large segment of what I've not done. <laughs> fair, fair. So, Wibblet. Hi. Just, what have you been up to? Uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying the fact that every time I pause, everyone has it in their head of me going, <laughs> just a little bit. Yes, yes, that is true. What have you been uh, up to, sweetie, darling? I, I've done a few bits and pieces, actually. Um, I, I mentioned it in the last podcast. I played a shitload more of Convoy and actually kind of got into it. Can I request yes. we have, like, knock-off Convoy music throughout this whole segment? Uh, no, that's not happening. <laughs> it's a convoy on the road. There's a convoy. And it's driving down the road. There's a So, I have been playing convoy. Um, yeah, uh, I, I actually finally got into it. Um, took me a bit, like, because uh, uh, I talked about it last time, how it was kind of confusing and, like, overwhelming, like, to initially get into, but... Once you do get past that, then it actually becomes quite a lot easier. Um, I managed to, like, I beat the game, like, relatively easily on easy mode. And since it's, like, heavily influenced by FTL, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily, like, an, you know, an inconsequential an easy, thing to it, do. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy. Um, but once you're kind of used to it, you can beat it pretty reliably on, on that. And I started trying to play it on medium which initially was like impossible uh until i realized that when you play it on easy the game has no reason to train you to do two things one of which is to always 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 focus fire on one thing before and destroy it before moving on to another one mm-hmm. uh which you absolutely have to do because otherwise you take too much punishment and that also you have to use the roads um because you don't really have to bother on easy. You can just, like, it's slower to not use them, but you can travel in straight lines. So it works out about the same. And it feels like you use about the same fuel, so whatever. Um, but you realise when you play it on medium that no, you do actually use a lot less fuel using the roads. So uh, if you're playing Convoy for the first time, use the roads. The game won't train you to do that. <laughs> if you're in a Convoy, avoid off-roading. Yeah. It's, it's like Mad Max, so you know. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, once once I kind of like got used to that, then I was able to beat it relatively easy on medium as well. Because the only real difference is that you get less items and the um, like random encounters you'll fi- you'll have of fights ramp up in difficulty quicker. That's the only real difference as the game gets harder. Um, 
But I, I, yeah, I played like I must be like twenty so, hours. So of there, it. There, there is an end point to this. You you do win the game if you get to the oh, end. Oh yeah, you like yeah, F- you get like FTL. Yeah, there's a, there's a big yeah. boss at the end. Yeah, okay, beat. cool. And it's similar oh, to yeah, FTL. Oh yeah, yeah, because it, like, um, it, it broke last time you did it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, and it like has a multi-stage kind of thing where you have to mm. defeat like multiple yeah, things. Yeah, then, okay. then it opens up an extra thing and yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's. Basically, what I'll say is like a final thing. It's definitely worth playing if you're into that type of game. Um, it has a few weird arbitrary rules that take a bit to get used to, but it doesn't have anywhere near the depth of FTL. So it's not a game that you could sit there, I feel anyway, and could play for like 100 hours um, and still mm. ha- and still be enjoying the challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a thing like I've played it for like 20 hours. I've beaten it on normal and me- uh, on um, easy and medium. And I might have a shot at hard, but like it would purely be out of curiosity um, because I think because there's not that many weapons and different experiences in the game, so I'm just like, eh. But it's good, but yeah, it's just a bit limited for a, a roguelike style game, if you know what I mean. Uh, which is, as I say, I play it for twenty hours. So if the whatever whatever price it happens to be when you listen to this, if that's worth it for you, then yeah, go for it. Uh, I have also played multiple other video games. Ooh. Stop fucking flexing on us. Um, I have been playing... I tried playing a bit of Railway Empire, which is sort Ooh, of like the yeah, old yeah, yeah, Railroad yeah, yeah. Tycoon games. Yeah, I saw a advert for this, or... I think some... In fact, I think it might have been free on Epic Game Store, but then I, someone told me about it, and I didn't check, and then I checked Yeah, that's how expired. we ended up with it. Yeah. I mean, I played I, it on Steam, so... Um, then I don't know how we ended up with it. <laughs> if someone bought it for us, thank you very much. I don't remember. Also, uh, not us. It's it's weird. It was for it, me, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Snipe, no one's buying you train games. <laughs> thank you. Right. Very and, grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought you this. You now have an obligation to play it because I bought it. You <laughs> oh. You would be surprised how like how many people actually basically said that to us back when we just did Snipe and we play. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I bought this for you. Uh, I'm not being rude, but when are you gonna like, like play it for a video? And it's like, wow. Um, fuck off. <laughs> but the vast majority of people oh, never yeah. did that. Yeah, just to be that, clear. that was very. That was that that more people than you'd think, but less than you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a whole thing. But um, anyway, uh, Railway Empire. So I I um. I, I kind of was, when starting to play it, I so I went and started doing the story mode of it, and it sort of, it introduced itself badly to me, because uh, like 15 minutes into the tutorial, it broke, and I couldn't progress. Ugh. So that was good, so I had to start again. Uh, the second time I started, I was obviously rushing through everything, because I knew what it was going to tell me, mm. um, and then it broke again, because I was going too fast. <laughs> um... So, third attempt, um, I actually got into it and got deeper into it. And yeah, it's a very, like, you know, if you've played something like Transport Tycoon or the later Railway Tycoon, of course, you kind of get a good idea of what it is. It's it, it's set, this one is set in sort of, um, like, America, like, you know, the early um, pioneering but thing of getting the trains. There is adult the DLC for other areas. Oh, so right. You, you can do, like, you know, in like, early steam engines in... The United Kingdom and whatnot, and I think Europe, mm. and I think basically everywhere. It looked like I was scrolling through the DLC, <laughs> being like, 
you could basically wherever you live you could just play the game there which is quite cool mm. the uh the problem with the game is though that it, it's an interesting one so you know how you know how like old games like old tycoon games tended to have the problem of um having a lot of depth in them and it was presented fairly all the information was presented fairly dryly so yeah. it took a while to kind of get used to and the problem with um with some more modern ones is that they simplify that process to a point where it feels like even games that weren't designed for it were designed to play on mobile devices mhm so like the ui becomes very basic and 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 you lose a lot of that depth uh, Railway Empire is an interesting mix where it manages to do both of those things at the same time. Oh, of that's, being, that's not great. Of being oversimplified yet incomprehensible. Uh, uh, that's what you said about me when you proposed. <laughs> um, so, like, it'll it'll have a menu and it, like, takes up the full screen, but you have to go, like, and it's like... It's all symbols, uh, symbols on screen, and it's all big, chunky buttons and stuff. But there's like three menus deep to find the thing you actually want, and everything, nothing's really labeled sensibly, and you can't find fucking anything. But when you do, there's only three options on screen at any given time because they can't like put too much on screen because then it'd be too complicated. It's weird. Hmm. Um, I've heard it's quite good if you can get into it, but like. I, I just found myself getting constantly like mired in like okay what the what the fuck like what does this town need where is the menu for that like where 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 deep is it buried like this specific requirement okay it's here right okay uh, because you can like take if sometimes you can take generic goods and it's like um, trains don't take specific, and maybe they do, but you have to get into another specific sub menu to find it. But they don't take specific goods; they take whatever is at the station. Right. So you can't say set up a train to a town, and well, set up two trains to the same town and have one that is purely for taking livestock there. And one that is purely for passengers. Ooh, like you get to, to ride the sheep train. <laughs> no, is that a euphemism? No, because it just takes what it just takes whatever it needs to, and that doesn't mean that if it's only going to the player to like a farm, then it's you know gonna uh, it won't bother taking passengers there. Mm. You're right. When the red red river is flowing, take the sheep train home. <laughs> um. Sorry, I just that, that popped into my head and I was like, well, that's ruined mm. my fucking day. Terrific. Okay. I must share the agony. <laughs> but yeah, so it doesn't like... So for the most part, that will work fine. But it means that say if you have... You want to have a cargo train go to multiple towns and it starts to get a little... You have to like get... It gets really micromanaging to like make it do what you want. It's just... It, it, yeah, it, it's it's a game that has managed to create unnecessary complexity by trying to simplify things, I think. Um, I'm going to go back to it and try it out a bit more uh, to see if I can kind of get my head around it. But as it stands, I, I was kind of playing it and going like, I kind of just want to play Transport Tycoon Deluxe. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, that happens when I play a lot of video games. That but, happens um... when you wake up in the morning. That happens when, you know, you're brushing your teeth. 
Gandalf I do shots. I do like some Transport Tycoon Deluxe, even if I am not very good at it. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you're any good at it. If you enjoy it, you enjoy yeah. it. Um, I also played earlier today, I uh, booted up a game called Sanctum 2. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the Sanctum series, it is it is a combination tower defense first person shooter. So you play from a first person perspective, you build a you build towers and obstacles for waves of enemies to protect a point. Uh, and I got really into Sanctum 1. It is technically a multiplayer game, but I don't think I ever played it like that. I'd just play it on my own, um, just building like a little a maze for things to walk through and have them be shot. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't like a super expensive like production, so it's like... It's fairly basic in places, but I enjoyed the first one a fair bit, and I've had the second one for a while. Um, this was one that someone bought for us. I'm not 100% sure who did it, but it was a while ago, so I'm sorry it took a while to get to. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, oh, I'll actually finally give that a go. So I, I booted it up, and I was like, I don't remember Sanctum 1 feeling this janky, but it was a long time ago that I played it. Um... And I was like, I, so it expanded on a lot of stuff from the previous game. Like, you you could, because uh, previously everything was set on a grid where everything ha- was made of cubes. Like, it was a, you put down a cube and then you turned that cube into a gun of, vari- of whatever variety you wanted to. Like, it was it was like a wall. And okay. you could either put, some, some guns were built into the wall, some were built on top of it, you know. Um... And this one is more, you build these little, like, what's, what's kind of the word? Like, it, it's you build little round things, and they kind of go on the floor, and they're nowhere near as tall. And the guns just go on top of them, and they can connect to angles and things, so you can make slightly different shapes to feed things through. Lego. It is not Lego, no. Oh. Um And you have multiple characters you can pick from. It has, like, a perk system. It has... A story, although it's conveyed by, like, comic panels on the loading screen. So, very quickly. They're not, like, animated, like, motion comics or anything. So, you very quickly stop caring because it's very boring. <laughs> um, the art's really... It's interesting, though. So, it's got, like, a kind of fun art style. I should kind of like it. It's that cool kind of, like, angular comic book art where everyone has bad posture. Yes. It's pretty fun. Um... But the actual game itself, like, even though it has technically more stuff, it, it's weird that it feels like, it feels both kind of restrictive, but also everything's just a bit janky. Like, nothing feels good. Like, <laughs> shooting the guns doesn't feel right. Like, it, it's, it's one of those ones that's really hard to quantify, where you just go, nothing, it just doesn't feel like a finished game. Like, when you play it, it feels like everything needs, like, a good couple of months of tweaking to, like, be enjoyable. Um, and so I, I played, like, an hour or so of that, and I was like, I, I like this in principle, but, like, what's what's wrong with it? It doesn't help that, like, from the off, it's already doing the really annoying 
like the, the levels from the first game that were kind of more annoying, the ones where you have like multiple entry points, so you have to try and like make a maze that leads around to two points. Mm. Um, and it like starts off with a bunch of levels that are like particularly annoying versions of that. And you're just like, oh, okay, you're not going to la- allow me to like get used to the game on my own sort of grounds. You're going to like force me to do it in a way that is not fun. Okay, fine, that's a choice. Um, Interesting choice. Yeah, like basically, I think it's like the third level is like what I actually even the third level is like is still what like a multiple entry point one, but the third level is like the one that I probably would have made the first level. <laughs> yeah, it, okay. it, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, but I was playing it and I was like, "Did the first game feel like this? Do, am I just misremembering it? Like, because it was a, it's a quite a few years old now. I'm like." Am I just, like, rose-coloured glasses? So I went back and actually played, like, a level of Sanctum 1. And I was like, no, no, Sanctum 1 just felt better. Like, it, mm. this this felt like a finished video game. Just a cheap one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a weird... It was just a weird thing, because I was just like... I, why don't I like this? And it's like, oh, no, it's just bad. It's just a bad video game. That's why I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> you, gave, you gave it a try. Yeah, I gave it a shot. Um, I don't know if I'll go back and try more, because, yeah, it just... It, it just wasn't good. There is a lot more to it. So. It feels like maybe they got a little bit too ambitious and spread themselves a bit too thin. I think you might be right there, honestly. Because like, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, because there wasn't that much to Sanctum on. There wasn't that many levels, so you could, like... The levels lasted quite a while, so it wasn't like you could beat it in an hour or whatever, but, um, you know, there was a lot less to it, whereas, yeah... Um, there's, there's already seems to be a shitload more levels... Uh, in Sanctum 2, but just they're not as fun as the Sanctum 1 levels, so I mean, mm. I guess that's not so great. Uh, in terms of things that I have been watching, I've carried on watching Sequest, which um, I've been <laughs> continuing to actually really enjoy, honestly. Give me ten dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's it's been a genuinely kind of endearing like show, because it just doesn't take itself that seriously, so despite being just a knockoff Star Trek The Next Generation, but everything's a bit wet. And there's a talking um, dolphin who now has a vague understanding of capitalism, which is deeply upsetting. Yeah, someone taught the dolphin about money, and so right at the end of an episode, <laughs> the captain's like, oh, Darwin, can you go and get that rope for me? And he's like, give me $10. And he's and like, what? Like, give me $10. Like, who's been taught, who taught you about money? He's like, Lucas. <laughs> He's like, I'll go do it myself. <laughs> my favourite part that you told me was like, he's talking to Lucas and he's like explaining money to the dolphin. And he's and he's like, oh yeah, you know, money. It's like one fish is like one dollar. And then, you know, so then you do work and you get, you get one dollar or a fish. And he's like, what is work? And he's like, oh, you know when you did all, you helped us move all that equipment the other day? Like, you know, like, from, from thingy to thingy? That's work. And the dolphin's like, that sucks, and swims off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you go, you little wet shit. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I, I wish more of the show was people got wondering where Darwin picked up language from. like, who taught you that? <laughs> yeah. Work sucks. <laughs> and then yeah, he just swims um... off. <laughs> oh, I love him. So, oh. uh, they also added there's another character who's fantastic um, who's called Dagwood 
Um, you know, a dagwood in Australia uh, when I was growing up was a um, another word for corn dog. What? Oh. Okay. Um, so why do they call it corn dogs? There's no corn. America is built on lies. <laughs> I mean, it's not got a dog in it either, but... Um, well, I mean... Is it, is it not it wrapped was, in, like, a cornbread thing? Is that not it like... is, yeah. It yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, shit, is that what that is? Yeah. Fuck, I'm a slut for cornbread. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, it's like a, it's a corn-based like batter like thing. Me- I mean, I assume it's sugar, it's like corn-based oh. sugar or something. I assume so, it's mostly corn, sugar. Corn-based batter, so that's probably <laughs> why it tastes so amazing. <laughs> like the other day, Subway can't legally, like, can't legally <laughs> yeah. call their bread bread because it has too much sugar on it. It's, you it's say legally that. classed as confection. Which means that hi, would you like a meat? Would you like some meatball confectionery? <laughs> would you like? Would you like meatball cake? I literally like the day that came out. I I actually had a subway because I couldn't get a meal deal anywhere, and I was eating it, and I was like. Yeah, this is really fucking sugary bread. What the <laughs> yeah, hell? I, yeah. Why don't I just get a couple of fucking Victoria sponges and slap some fucking smoked ham in it? That actually sounds, I mean, that pretty, sounds pretty great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Sequester, it has this interesting uh, conceit um, between season one and season two where be- because they basically say that the end of the first season, that's one military tour over. So the cast cycles out. So a bunch of the cast stay on because they've decided to, you know, renew their, like... Contract? Their con- no, it's not renewing contract when you're in the military. What the fuck is it called? I don't know. I don't care. Um, Redeploy. Um, but or, but new people come on board as well, so that's kind of their explanation for, like, why between seasons characters change out. Which is like, actually, that's kind of sensible. Hmm. Um... And in the second season, they get a, there's a character because they introduce Gelfs, which are genetically engineered life forms, which of course people who are. I was thinking um, of dark crystal Gelfs, and I was like, what? they're Gelflings. Fucking potato tomato. And if you're talking about Gelfs, I always think of Red Dwarf because their Gelf is like a thing in Red Dwarf. What is it in Red Dwarf? Genetically engineered life form. <sighs> Sci-fi has like three terms. <laughs> I swear to God. Um. But they're they're like yeah it basically because they were stealing the whole eugenics wars thing from star uh, from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and they have one who's like one of the prototypes, and they call them daggers, which is like their racial slur for them, mm. uh, because they were made for war. So they're just weapons. So that's the explanation for it. And he's like, oh, and and he in like someone's like, oh, I don't, you know. We don't want to call you a dagger. That's rude. And he's like, "You can call me Dagwood." Like, why? Because it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's he, just a big, simple guy. Like, he's huge. He's um, like an and he's, kind of He's thing. adorable. Oh, um, isn't he? Um, Dom, one of Dom DeLuise's kids. Yeah, two of Dom DeLuise's children are yeah. main main cast members in and, season two. Yeah, and anyone who isn't old as fuck, Dom DeLuise was like a a, a famous like big dude comedian. Yeah, he's also in, in an day. episode. Excellent. There was, a, there was a there was a fucking um, episode where Dom DeLuise owns a roller rink yeah. that has a ska band playing in the background, nice. and it's a, and it's an actual ska band as well. Like you know when you hear it and you go, oh, there, that's not like the um, like the um, composer was asked to make a ska song. No, that's a real ska band. Yeah, it was. There's a band called the Magadogs. Because <laughs> cool. um, I looked it up. Um, but yeah, uh, and and Dagwood is adorable because he's like he he's he's just a big strong guy, but he's incredibly simple. So like me, oh. so there's like 
there's a whole bit like where he gets um, framed for murder, and the captain kind of comes into him into his prison cell, and he's counting the dots on the tile, and he's like, you know, sixteen thousand seven hundred one, sixteen thousand seven hundred two, and then the captain walks in, he's like, there are sixteen thousand seven hundred three dots on the ceiling. And he's like, okay, Dagwood, we need to talk about this. And he gets up and he's like, why is it, why is it like this? And, he, and uh, you know, and the captain goes like, well, this is what society deems to be justice. And you're going to be locked up, locked up like this. And Dagwood goes, no, no, I mean the roof tiles. Why do they have that many dots? <laughs> uh. Oh, this is the one where like he's in court and they're like, Dagwood, please take the stand. And he stands, he, he rises to his feet, he walks over, and he just picks up the stand. And it's like, okay, where do yeah. I put it? And it's like, yeah. oh, you silly little thing. They actually do a realistic thing of the, the, the like, jury and, like, the observers are actually, like, they, he, he does that shit, and people do actually just laugh at it. <laughs> um... Like, I, I, I can see how um, his presentation as... It could come across a little bit offensive at times, um, but I, I think generally speaking, it, could, it, it you do just think he's just a, a cool character because he's just he's a big he's just nice. Dude. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm continuing to enjoy that. I'm right at the end. I'm like a handful of episodes away from the end of season two now, and I hear there's big changes for season three, and they're not good. So oh. uh, I'm gonna go in. I'll go into that, and that should be interesting. Um, I also watched the entirety, well, I didn't watch the first season because I'd watched it multiple times in the past, but I watched through the rest of Metalocalypse that I had been missing. Oh, yeah. Because I'd, I'd never watched the rest of it. I remember watching like the first season of it when it was still new. Um, if you're not aware, Metalocalypse being a show about a cartoon about the fictional death metal band Death Clock. Um, and Which their, is, misad- which... their misadventures as being the biggest m- band, the biggest media property in the world. Um, <laughs> and they have like things like the murder cycle, where it's a motorbike with like f- four, four sidecars, side like two on each side. <laughs> or they have like the weird like motor, like murder mobiles or whatever. So it's like their mobile phone, but it looks like more ninja shit and just silly things. They like live that. in a play, like a big um, like outrageously large and gothic Citadel. place c- called the Maud House. Yeah. Um, and nice. it's like, and the show is all about them doing like over overblown things. Like the first episode, if I remember rightly, starts with like, oh, this is the Death Clock doing a commercial and they do, they do a commercial for Duncan Hill's coffee. Do you folks like coffee? It's, that's, that's, from the hills of Columbia. Yeah. Like and it's, it's like, the, what I always thought was, cool about it is the fact that the main guy who's basically behind it brendan smalls is a is just a a fucking amazing guitarist and he also does nathan explosion's voice yeah the main character is called or the lead singer is called nathan explosion which is (laughs) what my character my dnd character would introduce himself as (laughs) um but i imagine most people are aware of what metalocalypse is um but but yeah so it's it's this show where it's the adventure misadventures of a band who are the biggest band in the world, and they just happen to be a death metal band. So it's like, what would happen if death metal was a relevant genre to the world? <laughs> um, so everyone's like obsessed with it, and it like affects the economy of the world when they release a new album because they're that big. 
Um, they have a, like the economy of them is so big; they're bigger than most countries. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as there's such, like a palpable impact on uh, female mental health when the lead singer gets a girlfriend. Yeah. Like it is a noticeable, like massive dip in like mental mental stability and stuff. It's um, very silly, and it's a very gory show. So like one of the reoccurring things is like, oh, they're at a gig and something will go wrong with their like outrageously over the top special effects, like the, the like a giant pendulum that's will spinning around will fall off and start beheading people, that sort of thing, and it's all very early 2000s flash, like, gore levels. Newgrounds mm. kind of thing. Yeah, Newgrounds kind of shit. I mean, it did stay, I think it, it was, I don't know if it was by the end, but it was. I think it was originally done in flash, um, and I think it started in 2006. So when I say early 2000s flash, it basically is that. Yeah. So, but it was an adult swim thing. But um, th- having, because I watched through from seasons two to the um, special musical musical they put at the end, um, and I was surprised by the amount of thoughts that I had about the show, because <laughs> whilst on a fundamental level, and I want to say this up front, like when the show is, is okay, this is going to sound rude. When the show writes jokes, it's really funny. Um, and the music only got better because I, I have a thing like I, I do like metal and I, 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 I don't mind like very what would be considered like more at the extreme ends of metal like i don't dislike it or anything um but i i do have a problem with i i a lot of it takes itself a little more seriously than i personally would like um because a lot of metal yeah. is inherently very silly um and an acknowledgement of that doesn't hurt anyone um and this is metal that doesn't take itself seriously. And yeah, the people, the musicians behind it are phenomenally talented. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the music is just great, but it's also all really silly. Um, like uh, there's a song called Death Harmonic from the first season. Oh, that, um, I love that fucking song. That is in the episode. It's uh, a parody of like the Metallica S&M thing where they performed with a, an orchestra um, it's that, but um, they're singing about how they don't want to have to moderate their spending due to taxes. Um, <laughs> and like, I'd, I'd rather, rather you, you be dead than lose a single cent of what I made this fiscal year. I'd rather you be dead than consider not opening a restaurant. Oh, yeah. The lines from the song. Um, so you can tell it takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of fun. That stuff never stops being great. Like the music, uh, the music is fantastic. There's lots of cameos from like rock stars and things. Like uh, there's lots of very funny puns, like Dimu Burger. Yeah, like lots of deep cuts of that. Uh, of that. Um, so and all that stuff is great. However, and I'm it's now a I'm going to pretty sp- big. However, now I'm going to spend 45 minutes telling you why Metalocalypse is a bad show. <laughs> Fucking tear it apart, girl. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But it's just, it has a lot of quirks in it that, like, especially watching it in the modern day, and especially watching it all in one kind of chunk, you really start to notice the flaws of the show. Um, For one, the gore in the show, it feels like it became really arbitrary at a certain point. So, um, the fact that episodes would frequently end with, we build up to a show... That's to sort of that is dealing with a certain problem, and then they'll perform the, the gig, 
and then an accident will happen that involves people dying in this Rube Goldberg-esque thing where, oh, this falls off, which causes this to catch fire, which causes this to explode, which causes people to run away, which causes them to stampede, which causes them to kill people. And this just happens like over and over and over and over and over again. And honestly, by like season four, um, the show would be better if you removed 90% of this stuff. <laughs> it would just be a straight better show because you just go, oh, they're doing the gore again. 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 Okay. Whatever. Mm. Um, and this isn't helped by the fact that uh, the show is like made of 10 minute episodes. Except for season three. Now season three has 20 minute episodes. And that's why it's the best season of the show. Because it has ro- its plots have room to breathe. So they can tell a full arc of a plot. And have things happen. And have them come to a satisfying conclusion. Um, and it means that even if they do do the really cheap just everyone dies at the end thing. At least they've told a full narrative. Whereas every other season is just 10 minute episodes. And it always feels like every episode ends abruptly because of it. Like you just like, Oh, oh, oh like, Oh, this is an interesting idea. Oh, we're done. And it's like, Oh, okay. Um, I will say that the band humor in it can tends to work quite well. Um, like when it's doing deep cuts about musicians, um, <laughs> As, you know, as people that have all recorded albums and played more gigs than we can probably count, like, you know, those things will work if that's, if that's you know, who you are. Like, you know, um, the one joke that I fucking remember that's so harsh was, go like, they tell the um, bassist, William Murderface, um, like, he's uh, he comes over and he's, like, talking to someone. And they want him to go away because he's very annoying. And they're like, will you go and just make like a bassist and be inaudible? That is too mean. Especially when you're talking about metal Metal. mixes. Yeah, honestly, like, a lot of them, it's just, bass might not as well. I mean, I think I'm talking from a place of immense privilege being a scar bassist where... Everyone has (laughs) to hear you. Everyone has to hear me. I am, honestly, mm. the biggest dick pirate in the band, and everyone loves me all the time. Of course, so. there are lots of phenomenal uh, metal bassists, and oh, it, there's lots of bands where the bass is very prominent in the song, and that's great, but just there, but, is, like, there, there is, is... a stereotype of metal like bass just being basically... Uh, pushed down in the mix. Pushed down in the mix. So. Mm. Um, most famously, uh, Metallica's, was it their And Justice For All album, where you can barely fucking hear it? There was bass on that album? <laughs> <laughs> um... So there's, there's lots of those kind of jokes which are quite are quite fun or like, um, you know, um, somewhat, uh, there's like, uh, I think it's actually Murderface again, like doing a shitty bass line um, and then demanding the producer fix it in Pro Tools and oh, then Christ. him like spending all night chopping it together and just trying desperately to make it sound right. And, you know, there's... <laughs> we've there's... recorded albums and like, um, that you know, we, we've met multiple like producers and... And people like that. And I remember one producer I met once told me how there was a drummer that was doing their drums who was so bad. I think his name was Matt. No, I'm joking, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) You are actually a phenomenal drummer. Um, And, like, he was like, yeah, this guy was so bad I recorded all of it. And then the moment he left, I deleted it and got it a session musician. <laughs> yeah. Because they, he oh, was yeah. so shit. And I was mm. like, that, I was like, that's, that's outrageous. He was like, dude, this happens way more often than you fucking think. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so a lot of those kind of jokes do work. But um, but yeah, um, so once said, yeah, the the pacing of stuff gets a bit weird because of the the episode length, um, which doesn't help with the fact that it has, as well as it just being about a metal band, there's like this overarching plot of this group called the Tribunal who are like made of it's like a secret cabal of some people who some people who are magic um cool um who are like observing death clocks things and they provide like a framing device where it will be like ah yes there is strife within the band oh strife within the band this could cause it to, this co- often causes bands to fall apart when you know two guitarists are insecure with each about each other's <laughs> skills to get to talk about it, we're going to bring in our expert, and the expert will, who will give a little thing will have increasingly absurd names. Like <laughs> I can't remember any of them off offhand, but it'd be like it, just for the sake of argument, it'd be like, uh, and now it is Pentwhistled Mc McFuffuff, and it would be it would be nonsense like that. Uh, well, there is a guy called, uh, there's a, a um, who isn't, I, I don't think he is one of the experts, but there's a um, therapist called Twinkletits, which yeah. is Twinkle Tits. Yep, Twinkle Tits. Um, <laughs> and yeah, stupid names is a reoccurring thing. And, mm-hmm. um, but the problem is the tribunal stuff that ends up with this, that they like are constantly trying to like undermine Death Clock. Um, and it's this whole like end of the world prophecy thing that they've got going. But because the episodes are so short, that shit barely factors in and it just feels so tacked on the end of so many episodes and it all kind of comes to a head in the musical that they end on um which finally does something with it but it did feel like that was a lot of wasted time in the series to pay off for this thing that you wouldn't have known you'd definitely be able to make um so it's a bit of a weird kind of choice um and a lot of it yeah is just kind of pointless um Mm. But the real meat of the actual issues that I have with the show, like that all stuff's like kind of structural stuff that whatever, um, is that there's a lot of shit in it that like when watching it from a modern day, you're like, oh no, let's not do that. Oh um, yeah. For one, I mean, uh, 2006 animated series, like yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one, uh, one of them is of course that um, they use gay all the time as an insult, um, <sighs> and. It, initially, it's not so bad because it, it, they are like parodies of hyper masculine, yeah. like metal bros. Like um, everything has to be brutal. Like they, they, there's an episode about like them making a, um, a like tribute bands of them happening, and they get to like veto which ones aren't allowed. And there's a um, all female version of Death Clock that's made that's made and they're like oh no we can't have that it's like no women are genetically incapable of being brutal it's just science and like that's the that's the type of attitude that you're going into there with them um and so it's it's a parody of that attitude but the problem is at a certain point when you've caught something gay so many times it just becomes the show's word for weak and stupid Mm. which Ain't great, yeah, yeah. like not ideal. Yeah, or... it's one of those things, that, and uh, like it's is, no... whole, is it Poe's law or something? No. Yeah, when something is is yeah. so sig- is so close to what it's parodying, it becomes indistinguishable from the real thing. Yeah, mm. um, and it's like, and you just like, and it was one of those where you go like, ah, oh, well, I mean, you know, the age time it was like Venture Brothers had that problem as well, you know. Yeah, mm. but Venture Brothers grew past it. Um, 
And uh, like I was saying, you know, it has that kind of um, like the whole, oh, women aren't able to be brutal. The problem is, is that that's like a funny joke, like showing that them being like narrow minded shitheads. But at no point is that point like counteracted Mm. because the show doesn't have female characters. It takes until halfway through season four before there is a reoccurring female character that you are supposed to like appears. And then ah. doesn't she like ruin everything inadvertently? Like yeah, she's, she's like causes... the linchpin of like a big schism. She's the reason why the band splits up. Spoilers, by the way. But, um... Oh, I don't think anyone's no, going to yeah. be. Uh... Uh, the, ba- <laughs> yeah, the band kind of splits up for a bit and it's because of her. And it's like, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it took, like it's when I was noticing and I was like, this is, this is like just a bit shitty. Like the fact that there are mm-hmm. like little side characters, which, you know, could have been, could have been women or whatever. And it's not like I'm sitting there like going, oh, the show, like, the show would be good if it just had female representation. It's like, no, but it's indicative of, like, some of the problems because the show tries to parody elements of metal culture and its hyper-masculinity is one of them, but it never actually earnestly tries to address it and, like, point out the problems like that. And one way of doing that would be to have any feminine perspective in the show at all. Because it does kind of, you do sit there and you go, uh, why is, why do, is the women just not exist in this universe? Out Because it's highlighted because every main character has a bad relationship with their mother. That's probably nothing. Like. I don't see how that could be indicative of any strange every, feelings Every one of them. Women. Like there is episodes where all of their mothers come to visit them and they all just get drunk and they're all a negative influence on their lives. Yeah. And the only other women you see in the show, for the most part, are groupies. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Like, it's like, I don't believe that was done intentionally. No, this is the point but, I... But it's also deeply concerning as a qualified armchair psychologist. Um, <laughs> and it's... And it when it de- and the thing is, when it deals with, like, topics, when it tries to deal with topics like that, um, it tends to do them so clumsily, like... So there is a, an episode in which Murderface has to go to... It's a side point, but he has to go to a sexual harassment seminar to basically be told how not to be a dickhead. Mm. Um, now, the initial joke running into that part actually works, which is the expert they get in on on sexual harassment in the workplace is really sexist, like, when oh. he's describing stuff. So he's supposed to be an expert on it, and he's like, ah, yes, dames often get trouble in the workplace, especially the hot ones, but even the ugly ones. Like, oh. so, I mean, that's, but the, you know, that's the, kind of like, yeah, the we, joke, we've all yeah. met that fucking person. Yeah, there is a joke there. It's that, you know, oh, this is a person, you know, who's supposed to be an expert on the situation, but is the most sexist character. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into the act, you see a bit of the actual seminar, but it comes down on that very weirdo reactionary viewpoint of like, oh, um, to not get accused of sexual harassment, you should just not speak to or interact with your female co-workers at all. See, that's like, I'm sure they meant that as funny, but all that says to me is you need to, you actually need to learn how to behave around like female co-workers. It's like, oh god, you can't interact with anyone. It's like, not if you're interacting with them in a way that makes them that uncomfortable. Uh, and it's so like, why is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I was like, I was watching it, I was going like, 
again, this is something where if you actually like had a real strong thing against that, that'd be one thing. Because I think the show, all the entire show, has a real misanthropic thing running through it. I know it's ironic saying that considering the name of this podcast, but um, <laughs> but because it has this misanthropic kind of thing, it means that it does take these kind of tones on those things. That means that all it does is reinforce like the actual shitty stuff in the world without actually offering a parody to it. It's just recreating it. And it's like, well, you're not really saying anything there. You're just doing what reality is. Like, mm. uh, um, probably the worst case of this is when the show tries to address um, the fact that metal as a genre is really fucking white. Um, and the way they decide to acknowledge this in a show where the entire main cast is white... Um, is to say, oh well, when you when, uh, people just randomly accuse Death Clock of being racist because they just do, and then they make a whole big deal about, oh yeah, you've been accused of racism, and that's like a, a terrible thing, and it's really hard to shake that, even though they've not done anything racist. Um, I mean, and it's like it's, no, and they treat it as an absurd observation to even make, and it's like, but. There is a. It's like there is a reactionary streak through metal. Well, I mean, there's like, that whole it, thing of like, oh, I, I'm I'm in this. I'm just getting into this new metal band. Hope they're not neo Nazis. Yeah, like it doesn't like it treats the idea of having, uh, of of like a, a metal band being racist as being like an absurd statement, and it's like, no, this is legit a problem. Like black metal has a real Nazi problem, like which is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, like, really weird how it just, it, it, like, it treats those issues. And it's like, look, if you're actually going to do a parody of a genre, you kind of have to have a bit more teeth and be a bit more honest about yeah. certain factors within it. Because otherwise, it just feels like you're just, like, you're glorifying all elements of it without, well, you're glorifying the thing mocking the silly stuff that doesn't matter. But the actual problems that it has, the actual, like structural oddities about it it never acknowledges or treats as being like you're being the absurd one for even pointing it out not saying it's a good or bad thing just pointing it out and it's like yeah it really that sort of stuff really after four seasons really starts to rub you the wrong way um because like when like i say when they actually just write jokes and don't put gore and don't just put and don't just say something's gay like the show can be really funny and um the like they get all the way to the musical uh which is the last special thing they do which is like a 45 minute long thing so they get to tell a full story and it actually has some some cool parts it has some pathos to it um the music's great um and it's got yeah. Mark Hamill in it which I've just noticed yeah, yeah. he's oh, because there's like the the band is voiced by like two people um and Mark Hamill does a lot of the side voices. There's whole episodes where there's only three voice pe- voice actors. Um, <laughs> yet there'll be like 15 characters. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like it, I know it's a lot, but like that's just it was like everything when I was ta- when I was like watching it. It just mm. it was this constantly, and I was like, I want to love this so show. The question I have then is, would you recommend the show <sighs> to someone else to watch? I don't actually know. Hmm. Okay. I, I think if, we, if you hear all those caveats, if you go into it with those in mind, there's definitely some fun episodes of it. Mm. Um, there's bits of it that are really genuinely funny. 
and like the absurdity of it all is great and um honestly you're probably better off just listening to the albums <laughs> because yeah, really the albums are great <laughs> and most of the things that make the show kind of shitty aren't present on the albums but most of the things that make the album good are on the albums so just listen to those <laughs> like, i guess is my my position but uh but yeah uh, i'm sorry that took so long I-, I will i will pass over to snipe so that you may recount what you have done are you sure yes <laughs> okay well it might surprise you seeing as it's officially the spoopy month my favorite month of the year i watched some spooky movies Spooky movie. Spooky movie. Sorry, I, I was drinking when you did that, but I knew I had to do, do some kind of backup. Thank you, I appreciate it. I like how you're like, I'm talking, oh, this big fucking thing that's like not very socially conscious and actually enforces a lot of the negative behaviors, and I'm like, spooky movie. I have, uh, oh, I've oh, watched a few. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I just wanted to add one little, little amendment. Okay. Uh, to, well, not an amendment, but an addition. Um, just because you mentioned that, uh, I'm not saying every show has to be socially conscious. Just it's weird the lengths that Metalocalypse goes to not be. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I go? Yes. Okay, <laughs> so I've watched a few spooky, spooky movies, and like that horrifying burn that Inquisitor Grox delivered to me last uh, last podcast didn't really sink in quite as much because honestly. I couldn't really find anything I wanted to watch that was a bit different horror movie-wise, so... I watched two movies with Anthony Hopkins in them. Nice. Which is pretty good. Uh, I watched The Right, which is shock horror. This will shock and horrify everyone here. uh, That it's about demonic possession... Hmm? Yeah, it's It's it's, it's about a, um, a guy who... His father's like, you either be a mortician or you go be a priest. There's one or the other. And he's like, well, I've you been be a mortician. Be a mortician for... or you die trying. <laughs> or something. I don't know. There's a joke there somewhere. Somewhere. I mean, somewhere. presumably there's a joke there somewhere. Is this maybe? the guy that was played by Donnie Darko? I know the actor has a real name, but... Um... Jake Gyllenhaal. Was it? Yeah. Donnie, the, the guy... Yeah. Who yeah. played Donnie oh, Darko as Jake Gyllenhaal? Was it? Yes. Wow. And no, he's like, been main... in, you know, more. He's been in lots of movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know Jake. I know Jake. Uh, yeah. He's been in loads of oh, like, yeah, I know weird Jake. indie ones. Oh yeah, Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jake. Oh yeah. I, he, I, I call him Jakey Boy. We're friends. Yeah. No. He goes to a different school. I, I, I did not acknowledge it. Was, it was the same. Per- oh, I really? know exactly yeah. what you mean. I do. I get that. Anyway, he is, yeah. mind blown. Yeah, but no, he's just some, I don't know, maybe maybe the youngins know, maybe he's a new heartthrob or something, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's Jake Gyllenhaal too. He's a die harder or he's, something. He's a, he's a bad clone of him because he looks, oh, when I saw him I was like, that's just Donnie Darko. No, it's not, but oh, okay. Oh, weird. Um, but yeah, and he he's like, so I'm just going to call the main character Jake because I can't actually remember their name. <laughs> but I do remember his dad's name. Which Michael is Kovac. Huh? Michael Kovac. Okay. I was intrigued as to who this person and if he was pretty. So I was looking him up. Is he pretty? I don't know. I can't uh, tell. His name is Carlin O'Donoghue is the actor. It's a good he's name. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a no. steamy look in his Wikipedia. Anyway, carry on. Oh, is, 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 is there smolder? There's, yeah. There's like I don't a know. One, he looks a like bit a young for me. eyebrow. Ooh, I like that. But yeah, no, he's a bit young for me. I definitely prefer Rutger Hauer. <laughs> 
who's actually well i prefer him in his younger days but still so yeah rutger hauer is his dad and his his the character's name is ist van kovac which is the coolest fucking name (laughs) that's a solid name oh it's powerful strong virile even so he goes to like um he goes to priest school and it's like you know they're, they're talking about all this stuff and uh one of the uh the priests there is like yeah i think you should because you don't believe in god because he's openly like yeah no i don't believe in god at all fuck fuck off god is silly and i don't believe in it i just couldn't be asked being a mortician for the rest of my life so i thought eh, i'll go and become a priest and it's like interesting kind of uh thought process there but i mean i'm sure that works for you okay and the guys this this priest corners him and he's like yeah um i really think you should consider going into like the catholic church's exorcism like squad and he's like why i don't even believe in god he's like yeah that's why you should go in there and it's like all right okay fine right so he so he goes in and he goes and starts learning all about like demonic possessions and shit and alice brugger who was um isabel from predators uh is in this and i love her she's (laughs) great um but yeah so she's like a um she's she's like a journalist and she's investigating a bunch of stuff about these demonic possessions and then they go see anthony hopkins who's like He's just like super exorcist living in like this place that's just full of cats and and it just kind of goes on and there's like you know he witnesses exorcisms and he helps out and stuff and like I'm not gonna spoil it I mean it, honestly it was it was it was entertaining I probably wouldn't watch it again but it was it was decent decently acted mm. you know didn't have Donnie Darko in it but that's okay yeah mm-hmm. I also watched a movie that I really loved the idea of, but it really fell flat on its face and didn't quite pull it off very well, which was called The Other Side of the Door, which is, it's a twist on the spooky possession of children. Ah, yeah. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's about this, um, this, this married couple who, uh, they move and live in India because they, they love it. And... The woman, like, like she has, like, I think they're, like, twins or something. And then it's revealed that one of the twins dies, a little boy. And, like, like it has, like, you know, it's a suicide attempt in it. So, you know, just in case, you know, I wanted to mention that. Um, they have a housekeeper who's, honestly, I just... I feel bad for her because she's kind of like the magic brown lady. Mm. And so it's like, okay, that's mm. not a very fun trope. No, yeah. That's yeah. the... That's... Yeah. So, like, you know... What are we doing? Reading a Stephen King novel? <laughs> well, it's not set in Maine, so no. <laughs> and um, the mum tries... Like, she takes an overdose of, of pills because she misses her son. And, like, literally one of the first introductions you have to her and her husband's relationship i really hate because it doesn't act as if it's like something that she's done wrong so like the the so the introduction to it is like a false start jump scare and it turns out the mum's having a nightmare and she like she wakes up and she turns over and she's she, you know she starts crying because she misses her son and she's she looks at her husband sleeping and she just starts fucking assaulting him 
She just okay. starts punching him. Why? Because, and she's like, oh god, how can you sleep so peacefully? Because, you know, men don't care if their children die. It's, it, you know, because of all of the lack of feelings men are allowed to feel. It's it's kind of like, oh yeah, she's she's taking it hard because that's that's her baby. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's his Silent fucking... Hill movie logic. Yeah, that's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, men... Men have feelings, and it's completely legit that they feel them. But I okay. have never had a feeling in my life. It yeah. sounds dreadful. It sounds pretty <laughs> weird. Feelings are for women or whatever. I don't know, whatever these idiots think. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm so sorry. And then they like cuddle, and I'm like, he, she was punching him. I don't care how upset you are. That is not fucking okay. But anyway, I, I, this is the first like three minutes of the movie, so I'm gonna move on. So after the mum's suicide attempt, the um, the housekeeper Peaky, I think her name is, she's like, "Oh, um, I'm gonna tell you something because I can tell that you really miss your child, and I lost a child once, and in my old village, uh, there was an abandoned temple like in in the woods near it." And what you do is you go and scatter their ashes on the steps of the temple. And then in the middle of the night, um, there's a door where you'll hear them and they'll talk to you. But you can't open the door. So you immediately go, okay, she's going to fucking open the door. Um, because of course she is. And so she organizes like a trip out. So she goes out there. They grave rob her son's like, well, grave and like burn his body and there's all these like this it's it's like that point in resident evil 5 where you go to the villages and there's people in grass skirts and you're like oh capcom it's like that where they have like a bunch of uh locals kind of like they're covered in ash and they're also said to be cannibals because that strengthens their their um connection to the spirit world and they're all like you know they're all chanting in like hindi or sans i think it's sanskrit and you know and they're just really spooky like foreign people Ooh, because yeah, it's set in india right it is yes yeah, yeah. but um, it, but the main cast is white yeah yeah which rich white people yeah yeah just uh putting that out there no reason um and like she's like really scared of these these like people i can't remember but they have some ominous name and then you know then she gets her son's ashes and she goes to the temple and she pours the ash on the steps and then you know she waits and there's like a spooky statue that with like a bunch of arms and like it's got its hands over its eyes but there's also like a bunch of extra arms it has which honestly the design for it is pretty cool mm. i will say it's 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 honestly very silent hilly actually <laughs> yeah um, especially the way it's like like later on in the movie shock horror the statue like is like a f- it's it's a free deity and now it's angry um and it's it's mad about stuff so and like yeah there's immediately like when like the clock strikes midnight the kids like mommy it's cold open the door mommy and it's like okay yeah and then she opens the door and there's fucking there's nothing in there and she goes down there's a jump scare with one of the uh, the spooky um the spooky guys covered in ash and he basically just points at her and says something in sanskrit and she's like oh fuck this i'm out and then like weird like like all the plants start dying all the animals start dying around the house 
um, like weird shit's happening, and she just starts like talking to the boy, like, and she's like, "Oh, now, Dave, I can't remember his fucking name," and it's like, "Oh, not now, David." Um, like, you know, don't, don't bite your sister, because, like, the little girl in this is a fucking terrible actor, but I mean, shock horror. And, like, she's in the bath, like, she's, like, washing her daughter, and there's literally just this gigantic, fucking deep, horrible bite mark in her shoulder. And she's like, where did you get that, sweet? It's like, oh, David, he, I don't think I like him anymore. He plays rough, and it's like... And so he goes, she storms into his old room and she's like, oh, you can't bite your sister. And then like, you know, the door locks and a book flies at her and she just reads to him. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And like, just weird as shit keeps happening. And, you know, Peaky, the lady is getting really kind of upset. And she's like, you open the fucking door, you jerk. And she's like, yeah, I guess I just gave no fucks about your, your you know, tr- tr- like closely held treasured customs because I'm like white and i don't care because i have my i don't know it's just kind of you get the very kind of like stupid white person coming in being like oh no i know better because bleh also foreign culture is scary and weird to me which it's like i don't that i i can bet money on that wouldn't have been what they meant with this like whole movie but that really comes across Mm. as like ooh, spooky foreign things (laughs) foreign lands are scary yeah basically and it's like, I will say the ending, I actually did quite like the way it was done. I thought it, like, I, I will spoil the ending for you. Ah, it's fine, no one's going to watch it. Don't, because <laughs> honestly, it's just frustrating, because it misses the mark a lot. Um, basically, at the end, it's like, the because the, the boy's soul has been opened, like, the door was open, so his soul got out, and now it's, like, rotting. And, like, so he's, like, killing people and stuff. And all of the the native dudes covered in ash just surround the house and they're chanting at her and just being super spooky. And they're like, oh, we're going to kill you, little girl, because that's what, that's the body he's possessing. So she's like, no, possess me. And then the mom gets possessed and then she gets, like, shanked in the stomach and she kind of collapses. And it's kind of like uh, the camera's, like, above her and she's lying on the floor, like, bleeding out. And then she shuts her eyes, and then, like, you see her lying in this foggy area, and she opens her eyes again, and she's on the other side of the door. And her husband's going, I'm sorry, I had to do this because I missed you so much. And she's like, oh, fuck, no. And, like, she she's like, no, don't open the door. And it's like, okay, that was actually pretty good. Mm. Um, but also, how the fuck? Because Peaky told the mum. The mum didn't say anything else. She She didn't, like talk about it she didn't talk about like you know what he had to do or anything or where it was how the fuck did he figure that out well presumably he also talked to the housekeeper no no they explicitly like don't tell daddy we can't tell daddy about this so it's like explicitly keeping it from him well if it's like a a local known thing then it's It's not it's from this village at the end of this fucking train line that this one lady's from Yes, but, well, like, does it, it just it just feels yeah. Because it, well, it, you're saying mm-hmm. like about not don't tell daddy, but that doesn't mean that that he can't speak to the housekeeper about it. 
Yeah, but it's well. The thing is, she dies before she really gets to say anything. Because like, oh, the housekeeper dies. Yes. Oh, well, she's you, killed you, you by the boy. Say, you didn't say that, so I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, no. And then she's like, because she's like, oh, uh, the this evil Silent Hill deity is super mad and is going to drag his soul back. And it's like, okay, then let let her. And it's like, oh no, you got to burn all of his stuff. So she tries to burn all the stuff, and then she gets drowned. And then the guy comes back and he's like, oh my god, what the fuck is all this stuff? And it's like, oh no, it's just, he, he's, his soul's back, that's all. And that's basically it. Okay. It was not very good. I, I loved the idea. But it was executed really badly. Mm. Um, I watched, okay, I'm going to talk about a good movie. I hope with this Anthony one, Hopkins. I hope this one isn't also problematic so we don't have to tell all the people at home what, what media inst good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yes, another Anthony Hopkins movie. It's more of a thriller. It had Ryan Gosling in it, who honestly I feel like he's CGI. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the way he looks, but it just in feels like he's not a real specific film artist all the time. Just in general, it feels <laughs> like he's a deep fake. I don't <laughs> know why. Ryan Gosling is actually a guy called Stephen Goose. Um... <laughs> And <laughs> rye bread goose, and, and he was CG. He's the world's first CGI actor, but they have to have a person like standing to deep fake onto. No, I just weirdly I, he looks exactly like Ryan Gosling. It's really peculiar. No, the, no, like it, it, he just looks really weird in because he looks like a a slightly different. Um, oh, what's his name? Chris C- Captain America. Evans. Chris Evans, he looks like a, a slightly different kind of like Chris Evans clone, and he he just looks very uncanny valley to me. And I, I don't I don't know I'm not like yeah. I'm not shaming him for how he looks or anything. It's just kind of like there's just a weird like deep fake vibe I get from him, which is, is probably it... just me. Do do you find him very attractive? Honestly, like, I mean, he's not an ugly man, but I don't find him attractive. Okay, because I know there are those people who you encounter in your, like, when you when you see them in, like, real life, and they are so unbearably attractive that they don't feel real. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not, not that, no. But not... <laughs> are you just like, what are you doing here? It's like, yeah, but no, I mean, he's not to my why, personal why taste. Why are you in discos? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, why are you just walking around on the earth? You should be in movies, what the fuck? You look, <laughs> you look photoshopped, look... But yeah, no. Um, and he's like, he's a lawyer who is a bit of a shithead. And he's like, oh yeah, so I'm going to go. And he, like, he, anytime he's about to lose a case, he like passes it off onto someone else who has a really good like conviction. Or like, well, I think he's a defense lawyer. So he, he you know, mm. he's, he like lets people off stuff. And it, like, Anthony Hopkins is like shown to basically like, follow his wife and... And like she's having an affair mm. with um with mustache dad from Twilight, <laughs> which was weird because he doesn't have a mustache, and I think it should be illegal for that man not to have one because it Fair. suits him. Um, but yeah, and he's like, hmm, okay. So you know, wife comes home and he's like, hmm, did you have fun? I know you were fucking some other guy, and she's like, oh well, fuck it, and then, then he shoots her. And you see him, like, clean up loads of stuff and, like, just potter about. And then, like, a couple of his housekeepers, like, like garden, like, groundskeepers kind of, like, come and are like, is everything okay? And he fires a few shots out the window. And then Mustache Dad shows up, you know, as a police officer to the crime scene because he's a negotiator. Ah. 
And Anthony Hopkins is like, oh, yeah, hi, uh, come in. I shot my wife. And he's like, why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. I, I just snapped, really. I just, oof. <laughs> just got mad and snapped and shot her. She, she's over there. And then, like, he goes, he, he kind of, like, peers around the corner and he's like, <gasps> and starts, like, freaking out and he's, like, jumping on the body. And then he just, like, pummels Anthony Hopkins. Mm. And, like, it it's just, the, like, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins' character is so chill throughout the entire movie. Because, like, it's, it's shown that he really likes, um, like, those Rube Goldberg kind of things where, mm. like everything is calculated perfectly and it's 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 kind of like that mm. and it's like okay you get, we get it he's planned like the perfect murder and he's like he hires Ryan Gosling like he tries to hire Ryan Gosling to like you know defend him and he was like you know cuz I'd hate to ruin your uh, your score you know like got that big promotion coming up he's like how do you know this he's like well it's perfectly within my civil rights to hire a private detective he's like yeah but not to follow me (laughs) what don't do that and he's like well no one said i couldn't do it he's very kind of like matter of fact Mm. and like there's some brilliant little bits of writing so um he like it comes out in the middle of court because he's like oh no i'll be my I'll, i'll i'll defend myself i'll be my own um I'll be my own lawyer. That's okay. And he kind of acts like this old befuddled kind of dude. And it does come out. He's like, oh, um, I, I don't know how to say it. Um, like, objection. I don't know how to say this uh, in, in like, you know, law terms. Um, and she's like, well, I'll tell you what, explain it as, explain it as a layperson, And I'll, I'll tell you what the, you know, what the, the specific, like, you know, court, the, the legal term, definition, the legal definition is. And he was like, okay, um, I, I, I would like to object because he was fucking the victim and everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and then it's like, there's the judge, Ryan Gosling and Anthony Hopkins sitting there. And it's like, well, my client didn't say this. And he's just kind of like, he's just curveballed me. And, you know, it's like, we don't we don't know that he's had any contact any contact with the victim and Anthony Hopkins goes well my dick would disagree and they're like <laughs> what he's like my dick my private detective that's what I call him my dick <laughs> he has evidence to suggest otherwise he's just, yeah I, I, I saw some of it and he is just being this like like politely belligerent it's dickhead so, the it's whole so way. fucking funny um it, really good I can recommend it um I, I won't say too much more because yeah but it is very fun um and i've i played a video game good lord yeah a new videoed game a nude video a nude video game actually there's no nudity in it but it's uh, and it's Mm. new to me yes because we don't do new games here on the misanthropod that is bad (laughs) um called monster prom that was gifted to me years and years ago by plasma dragon um and i recently bought the dlc for it and i'd Everything about this game is really great. I don't know how to play it, and I suck at it. <laughs> um, but like the characters, like are really well written and just very silly. Can I can I ask a quick question? Yes. Uh, because I have only casually observed a little bit of you playing it and hearing you describe it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I want to know if my understanding of the game is correct. Shoot. Because the way I've heard it described, it sounds like a roguelike dating game. It is. Good. That's a very well way, to, very good, good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm I'm glad that I wasn't misunderstanding. Yeah. So you can play as like four player characters. I always play as um Vicky, 
the Frankenstein lady, mm. Frankenstein's monster. But I, you, you can put in a custom name as well. So there's like uh, Frankenstein's monster lady. There's like a fire sprite lady. There's like a weird spooky ghost dude, and there's a zombie dude who's really cool as well. Um, and there's like a cast of characters you can date, but they're all like there's like one character who's 19, and all the rest of them are like tw- in their 20s. Mm. So you know it's it, it's not weird and dodgy. Um, and you know, you've got all the archetypes. You've got, like, there's Vera, who's who's a Gorgon. She's got snake hair. Good. And, Good. like, there's... I tried to romance her. I tried to, like, ask her to the prom. Um, and... I, like we went on a date to the stock market where we robbed everyone and ate loads of money <laughs> and her hair ate a bunch of money that was laced in cocaine so we had we got high as well this um, this sounds like a dating game that I should be playing yeah wow. really really also also I like I went on my I went on my like, my second uh, successful prom date with uh, with Scott the werewolf <laughs> who is who is you know those kind of people that are so, like he's like peak himbo. He is so <laughs> fucking thick, but that's actually kind of hot about him. It's weird, and he's a werewolf, so he's like a big hairy fucking like muscly jock dude. So he's perfect, um, and like literally like you, you choose who to sit with at lunch because it kind of rotates. Mm. And I, and there's like a there's a mermaid like um uh she's like a like a swamp thing girl and she's royalty and she's like she's hot. she has eating surfs so she doesn't eat she she gets surfs to eat for her okay on her behalf <laughs> okay and she takes like 47 fucking pieces of silverware to eat like in in the cafeteria and like all this kind of stuff so she she has surfs for everything and she's just like really snotty monarch mm. kind of thing and they were having a conversation and I sat with them and like because her name's Miranda, and she's like, oh, secret sauce, what secrets do you possess? And Scott's like, oh, I never thought about that! Hey, secret sauce! You got any secrets? What's the secret? And she goes, Scott, it was a rhetorical question. He goes, really? Mine was loud! And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love this, okay, okay, I love him. And it's just, like, you get, like, stats as well and you get money and you can buy certain things so you can buy i bought like a dragon erotica novel of course and i and which is like that that creates an event so you know you get like sidled up to by a couple of people in the hallway who are like you're reading that which 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 scene is your favorite like the one oh god there's like the main like guy in it is called like oh what is it like draco dong heave or something he's just and it's just it's really silly but then it's like hey i really like that part where like you know this happened and then like people are arguing over their own internal like kind of fandoms and and it's like it's terrific and there was a part where i was talking to scott because we went on like a little mini date and he was like yeah let's let's drink cheers what should we what should we drink to and i was like let's drink into the working class more power to the workers and he was like hmm, i agree but also i feel that marxism is more of an ideal thing whereas i like the ideas of that but in practicality it's like you know and i'm just like I w- what i was not expecting this conversation no this is the person <laughs> that literally like an hour ago i was making out with in the library because i like I said I felt like I was dead tired, and he started giving me mouth to mouth. 
Oh. So it has turned into a makeout session, and now he's talking about how, like, you know, uh, socialism is is fantastic, and like, you know, the more kind of like um, communism kind of ends are like fantastic in smaller groups, but as like a large kind of thing, it's it's inevitable of kind of crushing in on itself and stuff. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you have never been more beautiful to me than you are right <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, it just came so far out the fucking blue. It's terrific. Um. And yeah, it's it's really hard, and I don't know. I know that each character has like, oh, you need to raise certain stats, and you get like things to do where you can you can go to the library, or you can go to like the gym, or you can like bunk off in the bathrooms and stuff, and it gives you like stat bonuses. Um, and then like you know you'll meet up with a, a character or two and just have a chat with them, and then there's lunch, and that's just another thing to have a chat. And it is difficult, but the fun thing is, so with, with the uh, the DLC added a couple of new characters, one of which is like a sentient computer. Of course. Um, called, oh, Calculester. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. there's like, okay, so there's like this eldritch, like abomination girl called Zoe. And... I like I didn't even need to try with Zoe. We got on so well. I'm actually upset she isn't a real person <laughs> because we got on so well and like I didn't even need to try to get her to go to prom with me. We just both went to the prom and had an amazing time. So it's like she's she's talking and she's like she writes slash fiction of Vera the um the Gorgon's snakes. <laughs> it's like okay, so front right snake and like back left snake. Like they have like a hatey, hateful kind of like you know, like like romantic tension between them and like, enemies to lovers. Then. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> friend, like like enemies to friends to lovers, kind of like slow burn fifteen thousand words, uh, <laughs> fi- which I have read, fix like that, and I will not apologize. And then like like Vera's like, oh yeah, self cess is awesome. Let's like let's ask Frankie, what do you think? Also, you can change, you can have custom pronouns in this game, oh. which I think is just that is such a neat little thing. I mean, I'm not I I'm not going to use it, but for a lot of people that means the world, and I'm mm. I'm so on board with that. And like, so we spent the entire lunch hour just talking about like you know slash fix and stuff, and then like she asked me on a date, and like so she talks about Sailor Moon, she she fucking all this kind of stuff. Dubs are better than sub like like subs are better than dubs and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I love you, I love you in real life. Uh, and she asked me out on a date and she's like hey let's go to like let's go to con con but we have like a couple's cosplay what do you want to cosplay as and one of them's like a really sardonic like oh we should we should dress as like you know the inherent the inherent um uh commodification of like things we like so that everything is soulless and art has no value in the in the horrible cold capitalistic world that we reside a funko pop costume yeah or garfield (laughs) and naruto and then she starts like freaking out going oh my god you you read my my like my crossover fic it's it works so well like you know like and i and like it was it was great and honestly, the writing in that game, it looks gorgeous. The art sells fantastic. It's, it's sense of humor is fucking great. Um, and it's, it's difficult, but I'm still playing it and it's fun. So yeah, I can, I can recommend Monster Prom. It also has like co-op up to four players and I have no idea how that works. Like, we should probably all. try it at some point. We should, yeah. yeah. Also, like, um, you can mod 
you can mod in your own characters. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, I've got to try that. <laughs> but yeah, um, can recommend. It's a lot of fun. And that's um, that's me done. Apart from like making Barbie doll clothes and um, doing my best. That's all I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then I guess we have the questions which ooh, we... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Also, it's Inktober. And the person who came up with the original Inktober prompt list uh, is a piece of shit. So a lot of us are doing our own things. Inktober is where artists will uh, do like create a piece of art every day for every day of the month of October um, to basically just allow ourselves to make mistakes and try new things and just, you know, keep your eye in and maybe learn some things and just share some nice art. So I'm doing that on my Twitter um, what at, is your Twitter? At Snipe the Sorrow, one word, and um, I'm posting those every day. And I've got some really fun ones that I like, and I've got one for tomorrow, which It'll I will be like a week ago when you hear this. Yeah, but but I'm just I'm just excited because I'm really getting into it, and I bought myself some fancy colored pencils, and I've really been enjoying them. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> so yeah, Inktober, that's that's fun. Come and see my. Fucking, I don't want to call it art, but I mean, I guess legally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and, and that's me. So the questiones. Yes, the questions. Senor Drumblebem. What is the email address that people should send questions to Matthew? The drummermat at gmail.com. <laughs> Why were you stuck on the dot com? <laughs> it, could, it could have been dot co dot uk. Or it, it could have been like, Gmail, oh, but... I want to, I, I kind of like, I probably wouldn't ever be like a, a sex worker because I just, that doesn't really interest me. Um, but if I was, I would be like snipe at hotmail, M-A-L-E, yeah. dot com. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. Is dot, I don't know if dot com is a domain that exists. <laughs> okay, I, I have to go and like do, make a, a It'd be a dot dot com dot com. <laughs> dot com dot Com. 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 Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to realize that I have an inherent lack of taste and and logical sense when it comes to creating email addresses. This may yeah. be the case. Yeah. Well, um, on a related topic. Yeah. The first thing I want to say about the emails is that I am disappointed <gasps> in everyone. Oh no. And that means you, specifically you. Me. We had no emails to the old email address this week this time. Yay! Finally, dead. it's dead. Well, I mean, we had one, but it was I got weird. I was like, oh yes, there's at least one, and then it was just, uh, have you tried this thing that I'm selling? I was like, oh, <laughs> hi there. I love your videos and watch it all the time. Yeah, no, you, you don't, Bethany. You don't. So yeah, I am a big emails. fan of agent names, <laughs> oh, and so my good. favorite video of yours is that one. <laughs> is most popular video, but anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, so all these emails were to the the new email address. Which um, is thedrummermat at gmail.com. Not yes. dot com, that's his OnlyFans. <laughs> I have a feeling that if you posted, like, if you had an OnlyFans, <laughs> Drummer Matt, where you just posted, like, cute, because you take really cute selfies, and, like, you, just, where you're wearing those fucking hideous jumpers of yours, you would get, like, some real thirsty motherfuckers just hurling money at you just like that is definitely like a really deep-seated fetish for a lot of people and i think that's an untapped market that you could really mm. you know flourish okay. in good to know good to know yeah 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 all jumpers no trousers no pants yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah you gotta have your dick out but yeah. like <laughs> jumpers, jumpers all the way down yeah oh 
Then you can like okay, so Ruth's really good at knitting, so you, she could knit you, knit you like a really small ugly jumper that you can put your pee pee in. There's actually okay, so there's actually books and stuff like this that I I've know. seen where I like know. literally people will just make knitwear for penises. I know, and I'm like, actually, that's adorable. <laughs> as in books, as in printed books. Yes. Yes. Wow, are they old school? Yeah, huh. I think there's the. I think it was kind of like in in those days where it was like, yay, sexual revolution. Yeah, well, let's just let's just knit scarves for dicks. <laughs> I think That's, it's based largely yeah. on the fact that penises are very funny. They are. Yeah. I mean, I, I say genitals in general. It is very funny. I think they're very contextual. <sighs> yes, yes, I think that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what what questions have we been saying? Okay. And we should probably try and get through these quite quickly because my god, has this gone okay. on? Somebody, somebody was talking for a bit too long. We don't have too that. much, and some of them are recommendations, so okay. it shouldn't be too long. First up, Mikael. Hello. Question for the podcast will be the following: What's the most ridiculous moment you've ever had on tabletop slash D and D? Their, theirs was when they had tw- 12 d- dwarf warriors charging down 20 skinks, got decimated to, two, three, to three dwarfs due to stand and shoot, but then still managed to beat them. <laughs> nice. I'd say my most... I'm going I'm to split them into two. One for tabletop, like um, like pen and paper RPG, and one for like Warhammer. Uh, Warhammer was... I had a fight with uh, Unity, a um, friend of ours, where he, I had, this is on Tabletop Simulator, I had an Imperial Knight versus the point equivalent in Ripper Swarms. And that took two and a half fucking hours. Just because of all the dice it rolls. Was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, and my, my silliest Tabletop one... God, there's so many stupid Tabletop things. Well, there's a couple. Um... There's one where we did that diehard like mini kind of arc in Drummer Matt's campaign where Johnny covered himself in grease and got stuck in the dumbwaiter. I didn't get stuck in the dumbwaiter. Well, I think we crammed you into the dumbwaiter. It, oh, I got greased up so I could be put in the dumbwaiter, but then that plan didn't really come So to, he was just past. skidding around. I think like someone literally tried to grapple him and he just went <laughs> like a bar of soap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a close... Uh, another couple of honourable mentions is... Um, when we all got a house to call our own, that's like on the back of um, on the back of Steve Bloom's uh, tavern, and my character got so drunk, well, we all got super drunk, and he woke up with his hair braided intricately around the uh, the banister of the stairs, and and literally made everyone late because he couldn't fucking get out. <laughs> um, that was that was Johnny's. Problem, and then there was the other one where I got attacked by a werewolf, and Talus, our rogue, uh, I like I woke up in the middle of the night with her forearm in my mouth because she was convinced I was a werewolf and she wanted to be one because she thought it was cool. So she was like, <laughs> like palming the my chin around her mouth so I would break skin and bite her, and I just wake up and I'm like. And she's like, oh, I was asleep walking. Good night. <laughs> Basically, it's when things have happened at you. Yeah, usually I'm the disruptive force. <laughs> you, bring, you bring out an energy in people that is... Uh... Nathan brings out that energy. Yeah. I don't know what the uh, most... What, I mean, uh, probably it's like stuff that has been covered in earlier podcasts uh, when we used to, like, 
when we mm-hmm. you know, before the world ended when we used to actually play video uh, uh, when yeah. uh, so like you know my character effectively writing Bohemian Rhapsody and becoming a bard um, <laughs> um, you could say that was his orchestral awakening I suppose yeah. I mean you could mm-hmm. but I, you yeah. probably shouldn't though yeah no probably not but yeah, there's a lot of weird shit with Johnny, uh, my old uh, barbarian who took a level in Bard because he was fun- he was a musician anyway. Um, it just worked. Yeah, uh, I-, I suppose. Um, I suppose. Yeah, the most uh, the most kind of wild one was when my uh, axe of the berserker took over, and I nearly like killed nearly the entire TPK'd party. Us, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, that was that was the time. And then we had to basically tie to a pole and like. Like shoulder you back to town. I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. Can I have my axe back? And we were like, no, nope. no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. Yeah, that was a, that was quite that was a really fun little little emergent piece of storytelling. That could that have happened. gone so fucking um, wrong. Oh my god. Yeah, that went oh that went very god. that went places very quickly. I just remember Talos and I spending two days hanging out with like the monk at like. Well, no, I I I stayed outside because I'm a warlock and like. I'd fucking catch fire if I entered a church, probably. Uh, so she was going and going, hey, can you, like, just... Because it was either, oh, we either destroy... Like, we send it away, or we remove all the magic from it. And we decided to do both because it was just too dangerous and we couldn't morally let it go out there and have mm. that kind of thing. So like, we were doing that while Johnny was writing Bohemian fucking Rhapsody. <laughs> that, that, was, that was fun scary yeah it was the whole thing of like um of the that was that was the thing where i knew it was like obviously uh, like you because at that point you know matt was the dm um we both knew that this was a possibility that could happen but no one else (laughs) in the party did and then just halfway through a fight i just turn around like and you turn around and you fucking you you hit talus so hard she goes down in one hit and she's unconscious and like (laughs) It was like those... Sora and I are like see Nathan was like it's finally happened because he's so fucking like paranoid he's yeah. like I knew this day would come and Sora's like well I'm gonna have to set him on fire <laughs> it was one of those moments where you know when one member of the party goes wait 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 everyone uh, before we do anything else I've just got to quickly read these rules yeah and um, you're like okay and then that's... make a roll and then go <laughs> And, and, they then, go, yeah. and they go, okay, who's closest to me? And it's like, oh no, there's no enemies. Like, no, 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 which party member is closest to me? And we all look at each other like, um. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah, that was that was, that was probably yeah. Drumblebum. Yeah. What I about mean, you? Yeah, that's 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 pretty great. Um, I'm trying to struggling to think of any moments. At top I can levels, think of one of your moments that was really yeah. silly and kind of awesome that I wasn't yeah. even present for. The okay. pirate thing. Not the pirate thing, although that is very funny. Yeah. Um, when his character, who was a, a wizard, did a ridiculously long series of actions just so <laughs> he could blow, he could have smoke come out of his fingers <laughs> and blow blow them like yeah, the barrels was, of a gun. That was excellent. And you got an inspiration point from your DM <laughs> from that because yeah, that is took... so perfectly you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Preston did smoke smoke from finger guns. Yeah, that was that was good. 
Yeah, that's, um, that's a fun question. Yeah. Um, so Mikael also has a horror movie recommendation. Although, Ooh. judging by the next sentence, it's not the strongest. So, okay, the recommendation <laughs> is The Void. Oh, that rings The next bell. sentence was, it's kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> but the effects are quite well, quite well done. Okay, cool. Um, is... But it, but it might fair warning though it might freak Snipe out because one of the scenes contains uh, is related to childbirth. So yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might have to give that one a miss. But thank you very much for the recommendation. Yeah, it's kind of okay. So it yeah. sounds better than a lot of the stuff you watch. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, next up, Bob. Hey, I was Bob. wondering if I was wondering if any of you have played RimWorld. No, as Snipe and Drummer Matter both said, they enjoy colony management type games seemed appropriate i i have not i have it i, I got it because it looked quite good but i have not got back i hate it. is that like the, the one with the guy where he's got a side shave and he's got a really shitty like smiley face on, on the side of his head i think so i yeah. see uh, i like the art style but i hate that one guy <laughs> i can't remember um, is it not like a pixely top down? Oh. Yeah, but it has like um, it like has like a... fancy like um, it's like production art kind of like yeah, okay, like, right, right, uh, right, right, cover art and stuff. You know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it because it looked it, yeah, it looked like it was going to be good, but I've just not had time to play it. Yeah, I've heard it's quite fun, but I, I have not played it. Okay, next up, James from Canada. Hey, this James. Is I hope not... is treating you well this time <laughs> this of year. Possibly not to be read out loud. Well, I mean, it's fine to be read out loud, but it's possibly not interesting to the podcast audience, but I wanted to mention it because it validate, validates our Canadia thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Um, there's a couple of C- Canadia um, tourist info recommendations, which <gasps> no one can use for the foreseeable future. No, but the thing but, is, I'd like, I'd like to know. I'd love to. Okay, so mm-hmm. first up, Toronto's great. Very mm-hmm. North American city. Great opera scene in Toronto, yeah. apparently. Not where I was expecting that sentence to go, but I appreciate it. Yeah, that's um, on your on your misanthropy. If you've got uh, opera on your misanthropod bingo cards, you can finally tick that off. <laughs> oh, you've been please, waiting. Don't be silly. That's the free space. <laughs> you've been waiting hundred and ten episodes for us to mention opera, but you know... I'm pretty sure one of us has mentioned opera. I'm incredibly impressed with anyone playing misanthropod bingo since before the start of the misanthropod. Yeah, nice like wow, excellent commitment. What this um, is? There's been a, this is the hundred and tenth episode. I know, but that means I've been started playing the thing since the start of listening to the very first episode. Well, yeah, it's very impressive. We were yeah. we were very we, we we got these things made and shipped yeah. out. Most people In didn't fact, know what they we were. We got the merch done first. I'm like shit. We have to make something about this merch to be able to sell it. Yeah, now. yeah. And then we sent it to just random addresses. Yeah, hoping people to be like, what the fuck? Okay, misanthropod yeah, condoms. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, next recommendation in Banff slash Jasper in Alberta it's a, it's a similar region to where um, no that's the that's this is the next that's not that's not a person you saying hello to them oh uh, hello it's <laughs> the next Canadian re- recommendation okay you are literally talking to somebody who says thank you to escalators <laughs> when right. I'm on my own <laughs> <laughs> okay Banff and Jas- slash Jasper in Alberta is where um, it's similar to where the long dark takes place Although presumably <gasps> it's not quite that cold well, I, I, all the great, time. I think Great Bear Island is made up, so... But but yeah, okay. so that's that sort of similar region. I'll have and to wear two coats. <laughs> yeah. You can stay in the city of Calgary, and it's only about an hour drive. I can be an, an Australian springs. werewolf in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. makes <laughs> sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a reference to a song that's a reference to a movie. That was deep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your bloody um, 
hazelnut thing earlier. Hazelnut! I've been saying that! Okay, so I realised the other day that I do that when no one's around. I just say random things. <laughs> so it's like, I was sitting there at the computer playing, like, I don't know, Plants vs. Zombies or something, and I just, I like, I, I beat a level and I just went, hazelnut! And I was like, I am literally alone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was like, I just, honey, you, you live with me, right? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I don't know why you were unsure about that, but... Well, I mean, I'm the one who literally is just shouting the word hazelnut on my monitor at 4am while I'm playing, like, an old PopCap game. So, you know, you fucking tell me. I do do that, don't I? I just kind of randomly just come out and just say something. Yeah, yeah, you do You do suffer from a, uh, a problem of I, I have. I have a problem of constant ejaculation. <laughs> just like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he ejaculated. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like hazelnut. It's like, oh, snipes come again. <laughs> Hazel come. You see, from before that point, someone could possibly, if they weren't aware of the use of the term ejaculate, to mean like exclaim. That's that's what it means. It's 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 an eruption of like you know. Yeah. It's not just penis or like 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 genital sex stuff. But before you started actually explicitly mixing it up with <laughs> with uh, with like ejaculating um, mm. fluids, yeah. Um, then we could have just let that lie. No, because the context was there for people to get no, the meaning of it if they if weren't just, aware. If you just kind of just. And now, now we had to explain it a little bit, which makes it funnier. Which makes it funnier. Okay, you, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to shave you live. On, I'm going to shave me. I'm going to shave you. I'm going to shave my cold dead body. <laughs> well, I will still shave you when you're cold and dead. I am going to shame you so fucking hard in public right now. Okay. This motherfucker, drummer Matt. This mm. motherfucker was on the computer the other day, and he was finalizing a script for the newest Codex Compliant. And he was, because yeah. re- what he does is he, he reads it out loud to me and we kind of see if it flows, or, you know, if I want to add any jokes in and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's it's just, it's like first draft kind of stuff. And it ends and it's, it's like me dropping a hard boiled egg. <laughs> That's uh, not in the script anymore. Okay. Okay. But it was. And I, I turned around and I was like, an egg. And he was like, yeah. It's funny because it's eggs and eggs are inherently funny. Like, he was so stoked about eggs being inherently funny. And now he's like, like, he made a joke the other day that I was like, that's not funny. He was like, yes, it is. It's funny. Like eggs. And I was like, no, no, eggs aren't funny. And he's been arguing with me. Knowing that it's getting me heated, and he's taken it out of the script now because I think he realizes that this kind of actually weirdly gets me genuinely angry. I can't believe that you're you're, you're not on board with my egg agenda. Your egg agenda. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Anyway, so that's me publicly shaming you. What was I talking about? Um, just randomly ejaculating. Yeah, yeah which is a problem um, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Canada. Last recommendation yeah. is Vancouver or Vancouver Island. They're a very beautiful region. <laughs> and they get really nice weather. And you can go on whale watching tours. And there's a nice <gasps> I aquarium. see a whale? Yeah, oh, you get to go see whales. Wibs a slot for aquariums, so. I mean, yeah. I, I like them, yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I do not engage in sexual activity when, with you, aquariums. Do you remember when they threw you out of the last aquarium, that, that aquarium in Florida because of those trampoline wanks you were doing? 
it takes a surprising amount of skill, to be fair. I mean, it does, what, but it's like, you know, there's what little is kind a, of like, um... What is a trampoline wank? Okay, okay, so this motherfucker is pretending he wasn't doing just that. Okay, for the listeners and the uninitiated, the blissfully uninitiated, a trampoline wank is when, you know, you get those little kind of like, these were really popular in the 80s and like self like like VHS, like fitness videos and stuff like a, a miniature like a personal trampoline yes I know your little circular that. trampoline it's like only like about a foot off the floor and you know so what 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 Wib did because uh, you were um, you're on a trip with your family I think your, your mum and her partner at the time uh, you, you know you went over to um, to Florida and of course you're seeing the sights and all that so like so Wib drags his um, his trampoline because his mum's like oh you know he's like he's like 15 he's getting into fitness that's fine and he goes into this this aquarium. I think it was around Epcot or somewhere. I, ca- I can't actually remember remember specifically. I mean, I wasn't there. Um, and he just he just drags up this this trampoline in like one of the deepest parts where the, the, you know the really deep ones where you get the sharks and, and and stuff like that. The really like like you know the the bottom of the ocean kind of stuff. And he just like whips his dick out, starts doing jumps, and just jacking off. To completion, I will say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Urchins really get him off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a trampoline wank. Okay. And that's the story of how Wib invented the trampoline wank, and then he sold the patent to clowns, uh, every like all over the U.S. Hmm. because he'd invented it in the U.S. Like patent law is really weird over there, so like he had to actually go through a lot of like um, he had to pay a lot in lawyer fees, but like. Now, anytime a a clown who's a certified clown, you can't just like put on makeup and jump up on a down a trampoline and just like you know fiddle your dipstick or anything. There's a difference between a clown and a be makeuped pervert. Yes, exactly. And honestly, it's it's nice to see more more places kind of acknowledging that. Um, so yeah, every time like a clown does that in America, which is actually way more popular than you'd think, he gets one US dollar in his PayPal account. So yeah, okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Very last one, Dirk. And apologies, Dirk, but I'm going to fly through this pretty quickly because <laughs> we're slightly late on this. So three three game recommendations. Okay. So for me, The Survivalists, which is a new game from the publisher who made The Escapists. Hmm. I was about to I... say, didn't you play? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I play Escapists where you escape, and that, this is The Survivalists where you where you, you where escape. you have to escape as well. Weirdly. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> no, it's you survive on an yeah. island. Um. Uh, snipe, flipping death. Uh, okay, what about it's it? A, it's a fun little puzzle, fun little puzzling jump and run game okay. with stupid funny humour. So, I mean, it sounds like you. Wow. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, and Web, either they can't decide. Um, unexplored, unlocked edition, which is a roguelike where you explore a dungeon. Okay. Or Far Lone Sales, which is more, more of a journey game with a tragic background story. That sounds like more like something I play, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, Carol actually, Matt likes yeah. feeling bad. Yeah, games. I've I've played quite a lot of the the, the sad games. <laughs> sad games. Oh yes. no. Um, oh, no. And they, they they wish us all a lovely spooky October. Oh, Ooh, you October. Too, friend. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, a yes. lot of people are doing October instead of yeah, October. Yeah, and you just well. noticed they said yeah. October. But yeah, happy October to you too, friend. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Spooky October. We need to have a spoopy misanthropod episode this uh, this year because it was fun. Can we watch Ouija Sark? Someone did email in and was disappointed that we hadn't watched it yet. Oh yeah, we could do a watch along, I suppose. 
Or I was going to watch it and then have a bit of a chat about it, but we could you know, do a live watch. I don't, I don't know. You know what we works. could do? We could do, like, we could steal like the format used for uh, Men with Funny Heads. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if one person wants to sit down and write a uh, uh, and write the synopsis of the movie, okay. and then we can all talk about it. Um, I'm one hundred. Like, I think we should just do it, that anyway. I don't think it should be a Halloween like thing. No, no, it's Ouija Shark. It's. Uh, I, I am 1,000% behind this bad idea. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. We'll f- okay, we'll figure it out, whatever. But yeah, that's the last question? Yes. Okay. Um, that's that's it from us. Thank you very much for watching. And also, sorry, and don't remember, don't tramp, trampoline wank unless you're a trained clown. professional clown because otherwise you're breaking the law and they can arrest you for it they'll put like they'll put handcuffs on you and then they'll put they'll try and put handcuffs on your genitals all right depending on how many piercings you have they might use a luggage lock you know i feel like literally everything that has been said in this that could be a potential title for this episode because i'm mentioning like labias contains something in it that will definitely get us demonetized well that's where the almighty (laughs) asterisk uh not wait asterisk asterisk Obelix. Oh, that's why the asterisks and obelix, like you know, so you can censor stuff. <laughs> I am having a stroke. Okay, uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good one. Drink water. Do something nice for yourself today. Bye. <laughs> Bye.